When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The year is 2011. Stephanie Germanotta, an Italian girl from New York City, released her tribute to Madonna called Born This Way, which caused me and my ex to get into a fight in a car over what constitutes a gay anthem. <laughs> um, if we, I really almost broke up with him. I did, like, pretty much after that, but he was a little monster, and I was a Madonster, and... Oh my god! Didn't go well. That's that does not sound like a good. <clears throat> no, different podcast, different time. Well, speaking of, does anyone think global warming is a good thing? <laughs> I love Lady Gaga. I think she's a really interesting artist. That tweet, one of the most mysterious <clears throat> tweets from Britney Spears. Still don't know what it means. <laughs> well, <laughs> we know what it means. It's just it, she was terrible at. They were doing like early era Q and As. And she answered two at the same time. Uh, Some They asked her what they thought of Lady Gaga and what she thought of global warming. And she answered them both in the same tweet. Oh. Yeah. That, but in years to come, like that tweet did not age well because it looks like she's just having like a mind melt. Okay. That actually makes way more sense. Seeing yeah. Them sep- like seeing them separately. She's doing a and a and she decided to answer both in one. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> You won't know this. Oh, God. (laughs) Nicola Roberts of Girls Aloud fame danced to the beat of her drum with Diplo and released her debut album, Cinderella's Eyes, while I spent an hour on the balcony in Midtown Manhattan discussing Girls Aloud with Nadine Coyle and her now-closed restaurant, Nadine's Irish Mist. This is a Girls Aloud podcast. I'm sorry, Kyle. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, what that means. The, there are people at home. Are they the who Saturdays? Do. They are. Um, they invented the Saturdays. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know the Saturdays. And okay. Because they had a show. It's amazing that you know the Saturdays. Well, that's true because they had a show here. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I will have to get you educated on them. <laughs> well, speaking of artists, <clears throat> true artists. Yesterday was Thursday, Thursday, today is Friday, Friday, fun, 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 fun. Wow. Queen of Pop. The Queen of Pop debuted in 2011. Yeah, she really shook the girls up on YouTube. She sure did. Rebecca Black. Rebecca Black. Released Friday. And the weekends have never been the same. They really haven't. <laughs> Wow. What a video. What a video. I can't believe that was in 2011. It feels both like just yesterday and from a decade ago. So, oh, so yesterday? So yesterday. Um, 20 years of death coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep saying it until it just happens. Hey, I'm T. Kyle. Hey, I'm Bradley Stern. This, this is, is our, our new, new brand. <laughs> yeah, no. No, that doesn't not going to work. Hey, I'm T. Kyle. And I'm Bradley Stern. And this is It's Britney Bitch. A podcast for stands by stands. Dedicated to 20 years of the living legend, Britney Jean Spears. We're going to dive in to a year that we've been leading up to in 2010. Things were brewing. 
yeah, this is quite an active moment. Mm-hmm. And a bit of a roller coaster of a year. It's an emotional year. It's a confusing yeah. year for the fans. And only in retrospect have things sort of like made sense or yeah. we've seen highs and lows, let's right. say. <clears throat> let's let's start with the good. Let's start with the song and the video itself. Uh, it was as previously announced by me on MewMews.com as Don't Hold It Against Me. Now Hold It Against Me. The lead single from Femme Fatale. I, I remember exactly where I was when the Bonnie McKee demo leaked. Yeah. I was uh, in Newberry Street in Boston at a spa. I can't remember. What. I was visiting my friend Lance, who is a listener. Hey, Lance. And the demo leaked. And <clears throat> oh, puberty again. <laughs> and I hid behind a bush outside on the street and listened to Bonnie's version of it. And was um, like overwhelmed. With? Emotion. Oh. <laughs> oh, emotion? Oh, emotion on iTunes? Yeah, I remember when it leaked, I was like, oh, um, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't blown away. No. I would say. I don't exactly know why, because re- really the final version isn't remarkably different from the demo, but it it's Britney-fied, therefore it is iconic. Yeah, I also feel <clears> like <throat> at this time, because people like you leaked <laughs> the song title <laughs> and... As we were saying in the last episode about yeah. all the, the um, Brian teasers and teasing hype. stuff, I kind of thought that this was a fake demo that got leaked because yes, yes, yes. Um, this website named Moomoo's <laughs> leaked the song title. So I was like, oh, these girls are just trying to get attention by slapping their names on uh-huh. the new Britney single. So I didn't really, I don't remember being shaken by this. You know what I didn't notice? Dr. Luke himself tweeted, the song's not called Don't Hold It Against Me. It's called Hold It Against Me. So Dr. Luke came for me in 2011. Wow. Yeah. Well, how'd that work out? <laughs> um, I can't talk about it. <laughs> anyway, the demo surfaces in the first week of 2011. So then Brittany tweets, oh, did you like the demo? Like, just wait until you hear my final version on Tuesday or whatever. I remember that. And then we were like, oh, okay, this is the song. And then hers comes out. And now it's like one of my favorites. I yeah, think. I remember at first listen, I was like obsessed mm-hmm. with it. Yes. It was a good first listen. It really was. Doesn't always happen. It doesn't. I vividly recall your your reaction to Work Bitch in 2013 oh, at first. Oh, I vividly remember <laughs> it. I hated it. Um, <laughs> but we will we will get through that in 2013. Yeah, I think Hold It Against Me is so ahead of its time. At the time, it, it was. was. The dub dance break, the fact that the choruses don't have a beat and they have a drop after. I mean, now of course every song basically is like build up beat drop of a chorus, but at the time that was somewhat revolutionary. I just think it's so great. I love the bridge. I love the lip smack breakdown moment. I love all parts of it. I love it because it's so soft. Yeah. And then it's also so aggressive. Yes. The dubstep is like really, really, really hard. It is. And then it's like, if I set my heart, it gets like very, innocent knee mm-hmm. and then it just like digs in i yeah and she added the thing is like when you listen to the demo to the britney version those moments like hazy like bonnie's just saying like hazy and then britney's like hi Zach. yeah she britney fies it she britney fies it which no one else can do no one else can do unique. like it's unique me and then we get the teasers for the video yeah this was a pretty fast schedule at the beginning yeah. of the year she's tweeting she is she's, tweeting. she's logging in. She's tweeting and updating. 
everyone else is tweeting and updating. Yeah. And then MTV, I remember, I think why I was so excited about all this, because I was working at MTV at at the time. It had been discovered that I was a Britney stan. And so I got to do the graphics for the social pages where like her hold it against me. I is like in the logo. Oh my God. And I'm like shaking because I'm like thinking whatever. But then we started to get the, well, I think we got the cover first before. We did. We got a blurry twit pick. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll talk about that in a little second. Mm -hmm. But the song and the video come first and they did a campaign on MTV where they started teasing it for what felt like the longest time ever. At least seven years. Yeah. Yeah. It was endless. Endless teasers. Yeah. It was two weeks of teasers. And then she got a primetime premiere on MTV right before Jersey Shore. That's right. And it was iconic because this was like prior to the previous year where I thought that everyone knew Circus and knew Womanizer (laughs) because it was on primetime 2020. Right. This was in one of the hottest spots on TV. Yeah. Those teasers. I don't know if you recall. This is the part where Erica Jane gets involved. Yeah. Yeah. Because somewhere Pretty around nice. <laughs> somewhere around teaser seven or eight comes a like forty second teaser that turns out to be Erica Jane's Pretty Mess music video. Yeah, breakdown and it's it's fierce and everyone is like, oh my god, the passion, yeah, the she's dancing. dancing, she's dancing. <laughs> it's like that's a real housewife. Oh my god, that's not her. Yeah, that was uh, pre housewife Erica Jane just being a being a pop star, which I knew of that song before because yeah. I'm from New Jersey. Jersey, did you so, know? We put her in the category of, um, well, I don't want to say it, flop Jersey pop queens is, yeah. a pl- is the playlist. I say that with all Complete respect. respect. Yes. Um, it's basically like one hit wonders of like queens of pop. Yep. Anyway, so I was allowed to see all teasers and the music video before they came out. Yep. And I had to make gifts. Of like the teasers oh, right. and stuff. Yes, yes, yes. And I also feel really bad because there was a, like there was a lockdown with the video premiere. Right. But they let me see it. And so this poor producer, I don't even know who it was, had to basically be the only one that was allowed to show anyone the video. And I was like shaking and crying behind I her desk. I want to say we were talking at this time because I feel like we you were, were telling me. Yeah. Yeah, we're is, talking at this time. Brad and I have officially met. We've met. Via Twatier. Twatier. Twatier um, meetup at um, specifically... We were started to talk on Twitter, and then we met up in person at the Ritz. The Ritz here where, in New York, where fairy tale dreams are made. Yeah, <laughs> and some people um, meet some for the people, first time, and then they get married. That's true. Oh wow! What an iconic year! What a year! Um, so Kyle's in the back at MTV editing Britney's body and watching the video, and then the rest of us, us locals, are watching the premiere <laughs> before Jersey Shore. So I feel like, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like one of my favorite things I've ever done is my video analysis of Hold It Against Me. Because when it premiered, I, I don't know if you agree that I'll, there were some people who were just immediately like dismissive and they were like, this is crazy, doesn't make sense, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And so putting together that narrative kind of like helped, I think, no, I won't say a lot of people, it sounds like I a lot of people were reading me. I'm just going to say like, some stands who didn't know what was happening maybe it made sense for them who saw it like yeah so yeah we can talk about the actual video it's one of my favorite britney videos absolutely agreed for entirely different reasons than i think anything before this like it's not because she's serving a dance definitely not 
it's not because necessarily of a fierce look. It's more like the narrative that yeah. I, I stand. It's also one of the first videos we got in HD online. Yes. I remember. Just technical note. Should we go scene by scene and like each give our... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because like, it is parts. Yeah, it is parts. Yeah. My interpretation of the plot that I wrote years ago, basically, um, Brittany is an alien. Not alone. Not alone. <laughs> And she crash lands onto Earth and immediately they put her to work as a pop star. And you see her like, you see product placement, you see cameras, lights and everything. And she's doing like very Britney-esque choreography and like being fierce-ney. Um, And then at the same time, she's in a wedding dress and she's rising in this like crazy, this is directed by Jonas Ackerland, by the way, uh, crazy, um, I don't even know what we call it, like a video room. Tunnel. Tunnel. And there's all the videos of her discography playing behind her, which I stand so much. That's so cool. She's rising, rising, which I interpret as her rise to fame. Like we're putting her up on this pedestal. Interesting. Rise, rise, rise. All of her hits around her. And then something happens. It takes a turn. And one of the coolest, I, I just so, so underrated in general. She starts to basically like go crazy there's like tubes attached to her fingers and she starts to spray the whole room with rainbow paint and thrash. Granted, we're aware that this is like not her. It's like a body double. Yeah. Well, which is, I didn't think it was a wedding dress. I looked at it more of a blank canvas. Okay. I could definitely go with that too. But similar to what you said about the tunnel being her discography, like to me, that was her career. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it was like all connected and wired in, it's like everything from her career was symbolic in this tunnel and she's trying to break out of Oh, I like that. And find what's next. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I think the, what you said, like where she starts freaking out and just spraying everything. Yeah. The thrashing scene is incredible. I mean, at first there was, if you remember, there was like tabloids, all the emphasis was like, Britney's using a body double, blah, blah, blah. I just would like to say something here because I would like to be mad for a second and then get over it and then go back into analysis. (laughs) I was so pissed off at the fans who were so livid about the dancing in this because I think we got one of her best, most symbolic narrative music videos. And I think that her team got wind of the negative stuff. And it was just, I don't, it just really made me mad. It's such a distraction. The dance argument is Because they really went all out and they gave us this narrative that gets even more brilliant, I think. Mm Mm-hmm as we'll discuss. Yes. But then it was like, she's not dancing and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> now they probably never want to do yeah. this type of video again because everyone just wants to see dancing. And I'm like, I don't need dancing from Britney. Right. To people who are not fake fans mm-hmm. that followed her in the beginning, look at some of her early performances. She literally just stands there. Mm. And I'm like, it's Lays. Yeah. It's... We don't need, we don't need 2001 knee. Right. Every single time. I don't at least. I think there were a lot of, I'm not defending them, but I think the the feeling was of those, a lot of those stands that were mad about the dancing was that they knew something was not wrong, but different about her. Right. And Brian, and was Brian Friedman was not helping. He was tweeting. Like, it's the most amazing thing. Like she's passion, back. Fire in the eyes, eyes of the tiger. She's saying, he was saying all those things and that did not help because it like, hyped the wrong thing. Objectively, this is her worst dancing era. Like even more than gimme, honestly. Yeah, it is. So anyway, 
<laughs> yeah, back to video analysis. Back to video Got that analysis. off my chest. It's out. Yeah. We can let it go. Let it go. <laughs> to love, you have to let go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to stand. <laughs> you have to look the other way sometimes. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So. Okay, so we're back in the tunnel. Height of fame tunnel. slash breaking out. Mm-hmm. Paint everywhere. This is so, it's so symbolic. Crashes to the, well, people fly out of the dress. Um, which you could say to mean like the people who were part of her management or her career, like left her even mm-hmm. um, crashes to the ground, multicolor mess on the ground. And then we get into the duel with herself, which is, is fucking brilliant. So brilliant. And again, everyone focused on the body doubles and I'm like, shut right. up. Which literally you have to have a body double to do a fight with yourself anyway. Yeah. Like, and I know, <laughs> Oh, you can't just like you clone can. yourself. <laughs> like that part was very annoying. Like obviously there was like a man there. Like there, it was like I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I didn't care. Um, the ugh, the stiletto shuffle is everything. Everything. Um, that was the other thing too. And even before when she's in the tunnel, yeah, when the paint starts going out, all the growling and like that, like yeah, the sound effects that they added into this music video that aren't yeah. on the actual studio version are just like make it so much better. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, there are there are so many sound effects added to this video, um, and I also want to point out because people will like drag us for not mentioning the second she has the quote unquote breakdown, we get the Joker face. Yeah, she CGI f- has an unhuman Joker smile, mm-hmm. which as she's spraying the paint, which to me just was to overly enhance like the going crazy part. Like I think it was supposed to be like that. I think so too. It was just like something eerie oh and she's also we forgot microphone wreath that's the paparazzi that's media all Mm -hmm. around her like waiting for her to make her next Uh uh-huh song moment yep statement so on the ground fighting with herself and i we were not making diagnoses on the show but it was widely speculated and it is very possible that she might be bipolar while she's never confirmed anything there is a moment in i am britney jean which is a better special than i am, I am the Fatale. Fatale. yeah that will come we'll later. get into that but um but there is something from this documentary that kind of stands out it's interesting yeah it's right at the beginning of the documentary she says you know i've always been kind of shy since i was a little girl so i'm just not like something that i like it's just like me it's it's who i am to be modest so i really can't help it it's almost kind of like it's my alter ego when I get on stage I turn into this different person seriously bipolar disorder (laughs) and then she does a really nervous laugh and I don't know I feel like there was more to that yeah I mean it could have been an acknowledgement it could have been it could have just been her like flippantly saying bipolar but I think that that probably carried some meaning and actually in the whole documentary they really harp on the social anxiety side of her they They really she really she even at one point talks about how she shouldn't even be in this industry. She shouldn't be in the industry. She's it's so not, shy. She's not made for this industry, to be honest. And during the Q&A with Will I Am and, and Andy, he's like, are you a shy person? And she's like, yeah. Like, and, mm-hmm. and then the confessional, she's like, this is actually really hard for me like to just sit there in front of people. So there was a lot going on for her in later years that she's kind of a little bit of light yeah for sure it's it's definitely not definitive because the way that she says it she seems to like nervously laugh yeah but it's also one of those things where it could be taken very literally 
totally. as well because she's saying you know seriously bipolar disorder you know for her at that time saying it in 2013 mm-hmm. given what she's been through doesn't necessarily seem like it would be a joke yeah to to her at least yeah like, it's not the kind of joke that she would make about herself yeah so so that's really the only insight that we've gotten yeah that is um besides tabloid speculation through the years since 2008 really um that's about all we've got from her input about what's going on but that sort of coincides with my impression of the overall 2011 era and even just everything post 2008 if not that, then just generally her grappling with herself, which is something that any creative person, any creative person would have. But yeah, I definitely well, any, think. I mean, even any any, any local any any. Oh my god, no! <laughs> any human has that. Yeah, insecurity, like whatever it is, like whatever that demon. Yeah. is everyone has that, that right? They battle with the inner saboteur. The inner saboteur. Yeah. Um. So she's dueling with her inner saboteur, and they. They do knock each other out, right? Yeah. They're both out and KO. The the other one breaks her knee. Yeah. Which it's, I think it's is violent. one of the most symbolic parts that yeah. I don't remember really anyone picking up on. I don't think I did. I did. The I, knee. Now What's I just the like knee? To say, <laughs> I am no moomoos.com. Right. I do not consider myself to be a writer. <laughs> However, my analysis that I did on of this one for MTV.com. Oh it yeah. Was like the first time they allowed me to write something, which yeah. I am forever grateful to Tamar for allowing me to write that. Yes. Um, I'm very proud of it because I was like, I took it way too seriously. The video? Clearly. Well, my analysis. Oh, the I, analysis. Like, really same, but like, same. But like, I mean, like Deservedly. everything do with Brittany, it's, everything's taken seriously. Oh, <laughs> completely. Because when I get feedback from people, they're like, you're literally speaking about a religious icon when you talk. And it's like, well, well, yes. Well, yes. How else do you true. talk about God? <laughs> so... <laughs> um. So yeah, so crash down to earth, n- breaks knee, and but they're both KO'd at that point. Yeah, they just beat the hell out of each other. Mm-hmm. And the sound effects in this part, the stiletto heel, yes. is brilliant. Brilliant. Apparently her own personal flair oh, from the director's so said. And eventually what we get is a resurgence. And she reappears, this time in a black outfit, doing what I would consider like her version of whatever the next chapter is. Yeah. Like, I thought it was like an introduction of this new era. Yes. Like the blank canvas, mm-hmm. she's spraying herself. She's trying to figure out what's next. Yep. And then she's beating herself up because she doesn't know what she wants it to be. Yep. While you hear like the dubstep. And then now we're getting. It does go white, multicolor, black too. It does go like mm-hmm. through all of that. And then emerges the femme fatale character. There that she is. is. The next era. Yeah. And this is the part most of the, the dancing stands had a problem with because mm-hmm. she is not executing at her best. But whatever. She's serving in the way that she, the best she could at that time. Luckily, we were recording this in 2018. And we know that she has since had an incredible comeback in terms of her fluidity on stage. Yeah. But 2011 was rough. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think it was maybe probably too ambitious yeah, for well, them to expect that. Brian Friedman has a very crazy choreography. Oh my gosh. His, do you watch his YouTube channel? Like, especially more in modern time. The yeah. shit that they do in like five inch heels is yeah. insane. I can't even walk in sneakers normal. And I'm sure he did the best that he could with her right. at that time. But I know, well, I don't know, but I'm quite sure that it was too demanding. I'm sure it was. And it, it, I don't think it needed it. It didn't. Because the fight scene is to me the most 
iconic part of the video. Yeah. And even it like is. the painting and that tunnel room. Yeah. You could honestly throw out that entire end scene. Yeah. The video doesn't need it. It, it didn't doesn't. make it iconic she in could any have way. emerged walking out of something and that would have been just as iconic i mm-hmm. think and she didn't have to be dancing it actually makes more sense for her to be dancing in the beginning as like the the manufactured pop star sort of situation yeah than it does at the end but regardless um and that that there you have it that is the jonas ackerlin directed brilliant video for hold it against me which does it does not get the love that it no. should at all neither does it get love live because we have yet to have it live after the femme fatale tour right it's unfortunate too because i don't think that there's any reason it you know like gimme more was like looked over for years but it's not like she really except for when we get into the kimmel and gma performances of it which is yeah extraordinarily rough but i mean it does kind of carry that like negativity i think from Mm -hmm. the video and like this lack of quote-unquote dancing yeah so i don't know maybe it is like because with gimme more it's not that she needed to have a redemption moment yeah but it was sort of the elephant in the room like Mm -hmm. is she ever because it's one of her best i mean i think it's her best song ever yeah she kind of had to have a redemption moment Mm -hmm. with it with this one it just kind of yeah the the weird thing about the femme fatale era is like i think by almost all standards it is worse than blackout era like, yes so it's actually shocking that 2007 is so widely known as the failure quote unquote, like 2007 vmas when as we'll get into with kimmel and gma like it's shocking how poorly those performances are yeah how poorly she performs rather yeah because i revisited because i was like maybe i'm just being harsh on the era and it's like oh my god nope. she doesn't do anything anyway but before we get to all those, <laughs> but before we get to that we are going to dive in to Femme Fatale because this is a fantastic album. It is. It's also an album that leaked three weeks early. Which I remember that. I believe is a record for her. This was like almost a full month. Which I, I feel like at the time, a lot of artists had that happen to them because this is where we're starting to switch from like people actually buying on CDs. MP3 blogs. Yeah, to, to digital yeah. services. And so this stuff just like yeah leaked like crazy remember leaks in general now it's just like i'll wait until new music friday i don't have the time i don't have the the drive space on my computer no and i also feel like now it's not like if something leaks and people i'm just kind of like okay no one yeah cares no (laughs) no no one but this at this time it was very much yeah definitely yes this leaked three weeks early i was in north carolina with my ex who was in theater and he was at a theater showcase or some convention or whatever and so i was wandering the streets of charlotte listening to it for the first time experiencing it in a place i had never been before which is kind of cool like i was totally out of my element yeah shout out to north carolina (laughs) (laughs) how you guys doing how you guys doing out there isn't this theater beautiful um (laughs) i was blown away but um, yeah, we can we can just dive in. We can start by saying this album was executive produced by Max Martin and Dr. Luke. And Dr. Luke at this time, there were no allegations and there was no awkwardness. No. So he was kind of dominating. He was pop absolutely music dominating time. pop music. So we are going to review the album, the music as it is. Um, that being said, a lot of stands hate this album now because of Dr. Luke, I feel, or at least they associate Mm-hmm. him and it makes it messy to them i right. think not a lot even i just think there are some people 
who really dislike this era because it, there's something sort of controversial attached to it. Got it. And I'd rather just discuss the music aspect in this case, but it's kind of what we have to deal with is, yeah. It he, is an elephant he's in also, the room. It is an elephant in the room, but he's involved in the legacy of literally all of our favorites almost. Mm-hmm. And more recently with Kim Petras. With Kim and having the quite a resurgence. The gays are for. eating it up. So different podcast for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So we're going to get into Femme Fatale. Should we start with the cover <sighs> before we open the album? <laughs> Must we? The, <laughs> the cover is a tragedy. It's so tragic because the typography on the front, I love. Yes. Like the, well, the logo for the Femme B7 Fatale. is iconic. And that's, and we were, we are already starting to say things like LG5, B7, like whatever. And like they actually put the seven in her logo in that instance, right? It's in the little swirl of yeah, it's a seven in there. It wait, it is. Yeah, what? Yes. Oh my god, I honestly never noticed that. Yeah, seventh studio album. Yeah. Well, I why. just lo- I loved it because of the rest of it, but oh, now yeah. that I'm seeing that, I'm like, <gasps> totally a B seven. But the photo on this cover <laughs> is literal trash. It is not femme fatale at all. No, it is the opposite. Well, it is. Femme, it, 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 it is. But you, the concept is femme fatale. But yeah, the the, co- the look of it is not femme fatale. It's not at all. She's giving us, you know, the glare of it, perhaps. But the the hair is awful, and the fur is awful. The fuzzy thing. It honestly just needed like a nice, a brushed back, pulled back ponytail with yeah. the glare. Mm-hmm. Would have been fierce. Yeah. It it also could honestly be like a composite of images of her as she's sometimes had like the greatest hits my prerogative cover oh, yeah. is like two pictures which i think i'm like into. oh i stand that cover but it would have been cool if they did a composite of some sort yeah it's just not the right cover at all but also i would say that femme fatale photo shoot in general is not my favorite oh no in the fan edition you get like a 60 page book and there are some really nice shots the bathroom scene where she's got the compact yeah, that one's good. Um, but like the polka dot moment, I'm not crazy about like against the wall. And the iconic, <clears throat> the iconic image. bed photo where she's sitting up looking over her right shoulder in a bed. This photo has been used approximately 15,870 times yes. for various perfume campaigns. Perfume campaigns. And is now a meme in the community. <laughs> and someone found me the photo that I referenced yes. where it was like the bed photo on every single single cover. We'll tweet it out this week for I'll sure. I'll retweet it again. Yeah. So you guys can see, which is so funny and kudos to whoever it is that made that because yeah. it's so fucking funny. It makes me laugh every time. It's fantastic and accurate. Yeah. This was, um, this photo shoot was not, not the look. It wasn't the look and like without getting too dicey or too into it from what I was told from Sources, she wasn't really in the best state at this time and needed, um, she just wasn't there. And it kind of shows in her eyes. I feel like there's just something missing in her eyes. It's, yeah, it's the eyes. Yeah. And that was, did not go unnoticed on set. I'll just say. Um, this is where you start to get more tea. I get more tea and it gets, um, yeah, which kind of goes along with the whole era. Well, before we jump into that, yes, let's let us get let's into go into Femme Fatale because I fucking love this album. Yeah, so some don't. 
I, I honestly think it's just like a bad taste in your mouth of it is. her presence in this whole era plus Dr. Luke plus everything. Right. It's just, like, it is. It's because there's an elephant in the room. Yeah. But like taking the album out of all of that. Yeah. And trying to look at the album objectively in its own compartmentalized moment. Yeah. I love, I love, and it, there's so many highlights. So mm-hmm. there, she has, we've got some good highlights from this whole, we do. So let's get into that first let's, and then we'll take a pause and both. then we'll jump back into, you know, good morning America. First track is till the world ends, which is the second single. Right. Actually weird that I think now that I think about it, that it's the first track it should yeah, like I, be the last or, right. or just deeper in never really thought about that as it was happening, but this is in my opinion, one of her best songs. Yes, I know that you like this one. In like top 20. I, for some reason, didn't like it when it came out. Well, really? Because to me, it really sounds like a Kesha song. True. Well, she wrote it. Yeah. And to me, it felt, because Britney is so unique in her delivery as a Britney song, to me, this is one of the first times it felt like I heard Britney doing karaoke. Huh. And it really felt like Britney doing a Kesha song and not a Britney song. Gotcha. That being said, the song is amazing and I love it. It's just, this is somebody else's song almost. Right. Which, like it's a bop, but it didn't have the yeah. Britney, Britney-fied moment. Yeah, yeah. But I can I, see that. But at the same time, it is a great song. It's an anthem, an apocalyptic anthem. Mm-hmm. It really works well live as the show closer at Peace of Me slash inevitably I Domination. Know, it probably will be the closer for Domination yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Definitely a club sort of like 2 a.m. slash last call fist pumping anthem mm-hmm. i remember this time of the year because we had just met yeah and you'd hear this song out constantly all the time this also gives me trauma because to expose my ex right now he i remember the day of this fucking song premiering he sent it to him and he was like i'm gonna request this at the club tonight with my friends by the way is it okay if i kiss them and i was like what what Oh, so you have personal issues. I have with this personal song? issues with this song. I think I'm just unpacking this now. Wow, it's therapy. I have um, one memory. I was out with Lindsay <laughs> yeah. in Jersey, and we were at oh, Jersey. Yeah, we were at um, Paradise. <gasps> Paradise. Yeah, and there's the back dance room, which is like where they do like club music and whatever. Yes, and the gay who was DJing that night. I'm curious. I mean, it had to. I'm curious. Curious. If he did this on purpose, but as the song played and it goes down and like the uh, kicks back in, yeah. you know, in the video, how oh. <laughs> I'm literally not a girl. Brad is yet going a through puberty during this entire 20 year journey. <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. Uh, don't cut it out. It um, needs to be there. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. Okay. So as that comes back in, he changed all of the lights orange, like in the video when oh. she's like looking and the sun is rising and she's like covering her eyes and it, literally all the lights like went down and then started to like glow back to orange and like rise up. And I just remember being like, oh my God, it's, I'm in the video. I'm in the video. <laughs> <laughs> but like he literally did it on purpose and it's one of my favorite memories of it. Wow. We stand the Paradise DJ. I mean, we stand Paradise and we stand Asbury. Yeah. And I think he does shows. Or, I mean, like DJs around here. Too. I don't know. Okay. But um, yeah, it was brilliant and it really obviously left an impression on me. Sure did. Yeah. For me, just trauma. 
But um, <laughs> we should also talk about the fact that it gets a remix in the form of Kashir and Neki. Mm-hmm. Otherwise known as Kesha and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> um, yeah, we get the Till the World Ends remix, which is hysterical because she does not actually add anything and yet she has a new line but it's been manipulated Mm -hmm. there's like this meme of her like walking into a booth putting down her purse and just saying the words this is the remix and then leaving the booth (laughs) (laughs) i like this remix though oh me too um it's like so symbolic of 2011 slash that era like blow super Uh bass these girls were they were the girls they Mm -hmm. these were the top pop girls and this was so like symbolic of that time brings me right back when i hear it Mm -hmm. um yeah nikki's verse and then kesha's doing the song as she was supposed to do yeah Yeah. i'm Nicki minaj and that's kesha that's a good line it is (laughs) she did that she wrote that (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, speaking of remixes, which I didn't think of until just now. Oh. This song also has the Twister Dance remix, <gasps> and I... <sighs> Twister Dance. Way to rock the spots, ladies. I just, now I'm thinking of that commercial, which I thought was so fierce at the time. Y- yes. Because she like kicks the door in and all yep. the girls are like sitting there shook and they're like, <gasps> oh my God, it's Brittany. And she literally just walks in and then throws Twister dance <laughs> spots on the floor and they're all like shaking and like so shook by it. <laughs> and then it just is like, and you know, like it spins around spins. her and then it's like, uh, 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 and she's just like flopping her arms back and forth. And, <laughs> and we're like, she's killing it. Fire in the oh eyes. God. Oh my God, the passion. And they got a really good director for this one too. They did. It was so over the top. It for was us. so over the top. And then when I found out what the game actually looks like in person, it's just like little flop drop things that you put on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a reinvented version of Twister that doesn't actually make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, does it? You like throw spots on the floor and you press play on a jukebox, basically, like a little thing, boombox thing. Oh my God. I've never played it. <clears throat> I've seen it at Target. <laughs> Wait, I just want to hear this remix really quick. Of course. That's her natural voice. It's literally Necky Menage. <laughs> it's it's gags yeah. from Necky Menage. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, that was um that was different. That was a really cool and interesting um brand endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. But bringing it back to iconic, um <laughs> I also love this remix in Piece of Me where it's like what? Oh. Excellent, yeah. You better work. Yes. I always hear that now when I think of it. That's a moment of genius. Mm -hmm. Speaking of branding, we also get right before the video drops, we get a picture of her looking quite disheveled in a leather jacket holding vitamin water. Oh. Remember those staged ass vitamin water pictures? Yes. Yeah. This was like early social media marketing. This is literally like TwitPic. Yeah. TwitPic of her on set looking... Uh, like she's been working. Yeah. Very clear bottle of, I think it was vitamin water. Yeah. 
whatever. Yeah, water. it was like vitamin water, smart water, or something. Something like it was that. Some water bottle. Clearly didn't work that well. If we don't remember, we're not remember sponsored, it. so we're not, not going to mention them unless you'd like to sponsor us. <laughs> Speaking of branding, Speaking of a delicious <laughs> bottle of smart water, Twister Remix, um, Till the World Ends, Squatty Potty Edition, <laughs> Squat, Squat. Way squat. to rock the squats, ladies. <laughs> Actually, though, like just change the Twister Dance Remix yeah. with. Instead of rock, <laughs> rock the spots, squat, squat the pot. <laughs> but, this, yeah. This shitty remix. And on a related <laughs> note, what does she say about filming the video? That it smells like poo or whatever. It <laughs> the... feels like there was poop everywhere, but there wasn't. It was just like grimy and it was gross and it mm-hmm. felt like there was like poop everywhere when there really wasn't it was just sweat and it was just disgusting sometimes and like so it was a little much yeah tough it out tough it out yeah (laughs) one of the many dire quotes we get from the awful documentary but anyway yeah the video itself should we get into that at this point yeah um it has a video (laughs) (laughs) which um I would also like to say something back to what I said about... I feel like I'm getting a lot off my chest. Yeah, this is therapy. This is It really is therapy. This yeah. is Britney Stan therapy. It is. And I'm so glad we're getting this um, out. This was another moment where the stands were like, she's not dancing. Uh-huh. And they released a second video that was like the dance remix. Right. And I'm like, okay, did you really need to do that? Like, right. can we not have a concept anymore? I forgot about that. You're right. I mean, the dancing was so hotly contested and also because people recognized that something was wrong. Well, they also, there was a body double issue here too. Yeah. Now I would just like to say something about this body double thing. First of all, and I don't know why I'm calling this out because it doesn't need to be called out, but I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) Hillary Duff and the Dignity Tour used a body double. In the beginning, there's a girl that's like flipping her hair and like gyrating in a shadow and there's Uh a silhouette of it. That is a body double. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, just, you know, scalping extra girls along the way. Yep. So when she's filming Hold It Against Me, there's no reason why Brittany needs to be this like figurative woman being covered in paint. Yeah. Like that can be used, like you can use a body double yeah. to do that. Right. It's symbolic. It's a You're concept. An artist. You don't need to actually, yeah, whatever, to execute yeah. the art. It doesn't have to physically be you. Right. And then same with this one. Like there were certain parts where, I mean, yeah. this one was a little different because the body double did dance. Yeah. It was the shorter dancer. It was. And unfortunately there was a, like a dip moment where it was very clearly. Yeah. If you frame by frame it, you see this, the cut in frames. I mean, I don't know who was editing this, but That's like, hello, a... <laughs> you check every frame girl. Yeah. But like, again, I also don't think. I don't know. I feel like they used the body doubles to film extra B-roll shots that didn't necessarily need to have her in them. Nope. And then it just got messy because there was an editing error that exposed yeah. the body doubles. Totally. Yeah, the concept roughly, at best, in my opinion, was meant to be a continuation of Slave. I yeah. think at its best, it could have been a raunchy sort of group affair, but this time we're in an underground bunker and it's the apocalypse. Yeah, because um, till the world ends. So like the concept is basically the world is ending. Yeah, and you have to dance until it ends. Yeah. So they're literally... Um, so that's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is far from my favorite look. I, I mean, I, I, I love a studded jacket, but to me, she fully looks like she doesn't want to be there. And it had potential. It had potential. I think it was like wrapped in a really good concept mm-hmm. and good costumes. It just 
does appear like she doesn't want to be there. Yeah, like I'm not going to take a gif from Till the World Ends to show off how much she's slaying. The only thing I keep from it is her popping out at the very end Mm -hmm. of the the manhole. It's like a video that could have been good in theory. It's not like, it's not a tragedy. It's just like... I feel like that this kind of era is summed up by like that. It is. Like the it's packaged it really well. It's packaged like the for concepts are there, mm-hmm. the narratives are there. It does appear that the string throughout the whole <clears throat> era is like there's a Her. lack of participation. I yeah. like that how you said it. That makes the most sense. It it is. It's like it the 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 shell of a perfect pop product is there, but the inner core was not uh fully willing to partake. Right. I think it was noticeable. And I think that the people who are ragging on her online were for that reason, because if she looked like she was struggling dancing and like putting in energy, I don't think they would be as harsh, but she looked vacant. So people were like, why aren't you dancing? Like if you see somebody sort of like vacant eyed dancing, you're in, well, not everyone's, but your reaction might be like, put some energy into it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what the whole era was. It was like, why are you just sluggish right and that's kind of yeah that is the 2011 aesthetic for her but it is wrapped around an otherwise perfect exterior and this video definitely i think highlighted was the first highlight of that Mm -hmm. where it felt very obvious whereas in hold it against me because it wasn't so dance focused you could kind of dance around that a little bit till the world ended yeah and she i thought she looked pretty present and hold it against me yeah i just I, I, I'm just going to stand that video till the end of mm-hmm. till the world ends because I think it's so cool what they did and so much more interesting than what we're going to get mm-hmm. more and more of agreed. But anyway, so that's till the world ends, um, which was both traumatic and iconic for both of us moving right along. Uh, we get into, so track two is hold it against me, but we've already, we've gone through her. We've, we've held it. For yeah. quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll keep it going. Oh, Hold higher It Against Me higher. did go number one, though. Speaking of going higher and higher, it we went number one. Out. This was like a big win for her. This was a big win. I think this makes her the second artist after Mariah to debut at number one multiple times. Mm-hmm. Female artist, maybe. Yeah, there maybe. was a record. Yeah, there was a moment. record. Which, you know, not a chart queen and yet also setting records. So, mm-hmm. you know, a living legend. <laughs> Uh, the next one is Inside Out, a Dr. Luke snippet bop. He he teased this one. This is like one of my most memorable teases, I think, of him doing that 30 second. Because mm-hmm. he just teased the like, come on. I like remember the SoundCloud going yeah. out. Yeah. Um, I love Inside Out. Oh. <laughs> it's interesting because I hate Inside Out. Wow. Yeah. I think other people hate Inside Out. Well, this is one of the ones that like people wanted to be a single. I liked that it was an interesting take on a breakup song. It's a breakup song? Yeah. Uh, where? It's a breakup song because she says, gotta look my best if we're gonna break up. Gotta look oh. my best. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. But like that's... The concept of a breakup is like, we're gonna break up. Okay, but that's not like the core of the song. That's like one of the verses. Well, the the core of the song is they're basically on about to break up, but they're going to like fuck one more time. Yeah. She wants someone to eat her out. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Here's the whole, the whole <laughs> oh thing. Oh my God. We're going to get into this. I have two things here. One, the note. So come on. Is awful. Yeah. Second, I, 
I personally don't need a song about getting eaten out to be in my life. <laughs> I One, I can't relate. <laughs> Two, I just don't need that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a very... All right. Counterpoint. I sound like such a prude, but I'm not. But, like, I just don't... The concept for me is about eating out, and I don't need that concept. I didn't really get that from this one. I, it just uh, means, like, turn me out. So that could be, like, still just sex. But anyway. I don't I, know. Also, Can't to relate. this point... To, well, <laughs> she also references references herself she does which i do like hit me one more time it's so amazing you're the only one who ever drove me crazy like i like that a lot but clearly some of us are very offended by this song and we're going straight to church after (laughs) she also um i do she's self-references there and she also says um how you shook my world and flipped it upside down Uh which was you know she was Acknowledging Shook yeah. before That's it true. became popular in the recent right. years. She invented it. She was kind of ahead of her time Just by like, saying that her world was Shook. She invented Shook. She invented If You're Feeling Froggy Leap. She uh, mm-hmm. invents most language. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just think I, did, I didn't really enjoy this moment. <laughs> well. In comparison to other ones, which, you know, as we go through the track listing, I will um, talk about. Yeah. Well. Give it up for them. Aren't they amazing? It's I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> a summer amazing bop. dancers. Definitely a summer bop. I want to go one her most radio successful single to mm-hmm. that point because we're finally not blacklisted on radio, etc. And she finally has a very mainstream, very mainstream hit. This one is the theme song for Summer by Bravo this year. Yes. Which I think actually boosted it to being so popular. Yeah. It was the summer camp one. And that was a super height of like, there was some, like that was really when like the table flipping and everything was happening. Oh yeah. It was like in Bravo was hot then. Yeah. It was very much in the realm of like, yeah. Yeah. So it was in the public consciousness and Brittany was soundtracking it. Yeah. We get, I want to go all the way. AA, Fantastic song. Didn't love it during peace of me. Not sad that it. No, it never really ever got a good... Oh, you didn't love the crowd participation on the Femme Fatale tour? Give it up for them. Give it up for them. (laughs) The raise the roof move with this stance has kind of scarred me. Like when I hear it, I think of that. That's kind of horrifying. It It is fun to like do. Oh, it is. yeah. Yeah. But it would be cool if she found a way to reinvent this song because it's a radio hit. You should acknowledge it probably, but it would be cool... Doesn't necessarily need to, need to be ja- uh, cabaret jazzy, but it would be cool if she found a way to do this song differently. Yeah. And also too, because I, the way I interpreted this song at the time was kind of self-referencing herself and the fact that she was super controlled, mm. like coming off the circus and for the record, she's saying like, everything's controlled. I, there's no passion. Yeah. And we all know that the conservatorship is still going on at this point. Mm-hmm. And even just like in the lyrics where she says, um, I've been stuck imagining what I want to do and what I really think time to blow out. It was kind of like, I was like, Oh, she's actually talking about her own interest life here. Oh. And she's basically saying like, I want to, <laughs> she wants to go. The concept yeah. of I want to go is basically like her going. Yeah, She's saying, I want to go and she wants to like break out. And I'm like, yeah. 
I feel like it could have acknowledged that in some way, which she kind of does a little bit in the video where she's like flashing the guy and she's like, yeah, the cop is like hot. I, I felt like there were moments where she plays off of the idea of like, even in the beginning of the video when she's like, fuck you, fuck you, mm-hmm. fuck you. It's like all these things that, you know, she had so much fun doing because she, I feel like that's how she, like what she actually would have done. Wow. I just thought it was about her being, having slutty desires needs I mean, release uncontrolled lately people got me all tied up there's a countdown waiting for me to erupt time to blow out i was like was like she's about to snap well because she's under so much control but then she says to keep both my hands above the blanket when the lights are out well she she needs to snap and to touch in my hand so that's what she needs to do um the video for it i hate the avril lavigne aesthetic that they mm. went for with her that to me also felt like Britney's doing karaoke in this case. Like it's not actually Avril, but I'm just like, I don't really believe you in this outfit so much. Yeah. It was a little um, more youthful. It was youthful in a way that I was like, I felt it was inauthentic to her. Yeah. But whatever. It wasn't that it wasn't distractingly bad. It was just like, I'm, it wasn't my favorite style. Yeah. Okay. I can kind of see that. Um, I do love, the microphone. The microphone. When she like, wail, like whips it up and just... And whips out the boobs too. Crossroads 2. Crossroads 2, Cross Harder. That's an excellent, excellent little reference for the stands there. That's like perfect. Um, weird moment with the milk. Yeah. Yeah. That is the one part that I don't necessarily understand. I feel like that's probably the one part that she specifically requested because it would be she's like so my leading man can he down milk during the scene it's bizarre let me look up what the meaning of milk is well this uh dream interpretation says that milk is believed to represent selflessness motherhood and love oh i don't know i'm very into analyzing dreams so i don't i mean i don't know if britney is too she she almost definitely is so tweet maybe. me girl milk in your dream symbolizes maternal instincts motherly love interesting very yeah got milk i don't know that was an interesting choice i'm sure there was a reason for it yeah what um, it is i don't know so the the director said of the opening press conference scene that scene resonates with everyone as the epitome of the greatest way to quit your job and just blow people off. I felt like that would be the perfect way for her to tell the reporters to F off. Originally, Kellen Lutz was going to be the leading guy with her, but he said that there were a couple of weird things about the part that didn't make sense, including the milk scene. So Kellen Lutz turned this down because of the milk scene. Weird. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I will say I do like the fact that she was wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt because that was like mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse Club. It was all very tongue in cheek. So kudos to the director on that. Yeah. So that is uh, I Want to Go. And then the next song is How I Roll. How I Roll to me is the poppy soda pop, any the, the weird knee as we call this category. Super fun, super weird. It is super weird. I love this song. Yeah. Feel the earth quake. <laughs> the she girls had the girls quaking too. Quaking and shaking. Um, yeah, super fun, bubbly, weird pop goodness. And this is like very signature Britney in yeah. being weird. Yeah, I don't have a ton to say about it besides the fact that I put it in a very certain category in my head. Yeah, of, of weird like, knee. Of weird knee, which is good. It's like essential to her being 
it's like one of the reasons we listen to her albums is because it's like there's always something fresh and unexpected like a how i roll or a Mpapi, right where it's like not necessarily your favorite song maybe it is but it's like oh she's so weird like for all the whole you know perfect pop package thing it's like that's not a song on the radio that's super weird right i like that she does those yeah, moments totally there's just like one that she does that's like super weird that you just have fun with totally but then moving on one more we introduce a rap legend into the game oh and it, she is steaming like a pot full of vegetables <laughs> queen sabi <laughs> has entered the building because you're beautiful <laughs> drop dead i actually like the song a lot this is a really good song it's good it is probably overshadowed by the Sabi thing. It is, because didn't they try to like push her? They tried really hard. And I'm like, okay, I'm all for the other girls. Yeah. But like, Britney comes first. I was annoyed. I felt like... I think a lot of people were. I'm like, okay, Sabi can have a moment. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. We support our humble, frugal, resilient, supportive queen. Mm-hmm. But Britney is in the forefront. Yeah, and unfortunately, this was one of the first times that they kind of bundled her with somebody rising um, to try and get them a little love, too, which yeah. kind of distracts from it. But I feel like the rap is iconic now for it is. probably Lyrically, all the wrong is. reasons. Yeah. yeah, it's just... I mean, the thing. The other thing is, like, Sabi is, like, not a rapper. She's just, like, at the time, she's putting out all sorts of different songs, and it's just kind of like they stuck her on as like, you know, to get her name on something huge, right? And I'm, I mean, Sabi, I'm not sure what she's up to now. Uh, I did not, um, I did not search that to add to our doc. No, unfortunately, no. Um, you know, we can do a twenty years of Sabi. We can maybe <laughs> in twenty thirty one. If we are not underwater, <laughs> we will see you guys for the 20 Years of Sabi podcast. Yeah. Um, unfortunate. That was an unfortunate move. But we actually love the song Drop Dead Beautiful. Yeah, it's good. It's also used for a split second in, this is so obscure, the remix of Alyssa Edwards, the B Ames or B, uh, what's his name? The the guy who B does Ames. all those, yeah, yeah, all those bitch track remixes of Alyssa I don't get cute. I get drop dead gorgeous. And at one of the drop deads, it's her oh, drop dead. Oh yeah. I I only know because I walk to this song all the time oh, still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that's right. Looking good and feeling gorgeous. Yeah. It's that is if you need something to strut to, mm-hmm. Alyssa Edwards, B Ames. Yep. Constantly, I was just listening to it, and it reminds me that drop dead is really good. Actually, interesting. I forgot yeah. That. Oh, the obscurity god. of these references, I can't. But yeah. We love dropped it. And it gives us the line. Um, Whoever said that beauty on the inside is a lie. Liar promo. I mean, there's actually a lot of good. You must be B.I.G. because you've got me hypnotized. I mean, excellent. She says, your body looks so sick. I think I caught the flu. That's one of the lines. Mm. That, that's a good one. And then it keeps coming back to Sabi. I just I forgot. I don't need your money. I just want your D. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Boy, come over here with your <laughs> sexy ass. Cause you're beautiful. Are you Sabi? Yeah. <laughs> did that sound pretty good? It really did. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. My memory is shaking. My I'm memory. coming for her. <laughs> VO. <laughs> Gigs. 
Um, yeah, I think we've spent enough time on Drop Dead Beautiful. We have, because the next track is Seal It With A Kiss. Which my friend Lance stands as one of his favorites. Okay, so this song is one of the best songs on the album. Mm-hmm. I do feel like it could have been a single, but it is definitely one of the best, most underrated songs from Femme Fatale. And it that's just fact. He, the uh, taste just jumped out. The taste really did jump out. This song is so good. I specifically, I don't, Lance is just in my mind right now. He had a whole video concept he had. Oh my God, for, I have a video concept too. Oh, I don't yeah. think it's going to, well, it basically revolved around like roller derby girls, like that sort of look, like roller Mine skate, wasn't that. not roller derby, roller skating, roller skating, just yeah. roller skating. Um, Yours? I mean, if we would like for me to tell my concept, <laughs> I've literally had it since well, if you'd 2011. Like for Larry to steal it, um, go okay. ahead. So going back to what she said in I Want to Go, where she references how she's controlled and she like wants to explode and like blow out because she's under so many restraints and blah, blah, blah. So this one, I love this one because the lyrics are super like she wants to be mischievous Mm -hmm. and she wants to be like naughty and like sexy. And I felt like that's who she is. Mm -hmm. She's goofy, but she's also like we all know she loves sex and she loves being scandalous and whatever. So for this one, I loved it because it's like seal it with a kiss. Mm -hmm. It's like that fun. (laughs) It's like seal it with a kiss. No, but like it's saying she wants to be mischievous. Yes. And then just be like, see ya. Yeah. Kind of like that gif of Mariah where she's like, (laughs) and just like spins away. Yes. So my concept for this video was like her in a cell, like a jail cell in the middle of this room that's completely dark. She's trapped and the lights go out and all the, I have this idea of like, there being guards around her, but not guards in the sense of like people, but that she's being monitored uh-huh. by like tripwires and like security cameras. And she can't do anything when she's locked in this thing. And she finds a way to get out. And there would just be all of these things where she's very simplified three esque choreo. Yeah. That's that sort sounds of my really idea. good. And it's like telephone is shaking. Kiss, the first she, half of telephone is shaking. Yeah, and that she's, like, innocent, but she's yeah. really being held captive. And that would go well with Femme Fatale, actually. Yeah. That's why I was, like, I see, like, a, a black pant <laughs> with a good heel. Oh, yeah. And she's, like, walking, and then, like, this runway lights up, and I don't know. I just have so many ideas for this. You do. That would actually be amazing. There were elements of that in the Femme Fatale tour of her being the bad girl. Yeah. That were not fully executed. Anyway. I love that idea. Yeah, because you can whip your hair to this one too. Like you this one is like can. a gyrating. This is definitely in the overlooked. shadows where it's hot. Yes, say you're just a friend. I'm a little liar. Yeah, like she wants to get caught. Yeah, and she's like and seal it with a kiss. And like I thought the end could literally just be like, and her just like walk away and the definitely light, the lights shut out or like she gets busted. We'll make that happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, like Britney Brazil or BS Chili or something will like do a fan version of that. Yeah. Someone make it happen. Yeah. That, I think you kind of just said all that needed to be said. Yeah. I it's, can storyboard it if anyone wants to. Storyboard it. it. Let's do it. Um, yes. It's it's definitely one of the most underrated, overlooked, needed more, needed recognition. Moving along. We go from <clears throat> high concept to low concept with the next track. <sighs> so this begins our relationship with Will You Not? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, let's be fair. I'm going to be... Um, it's... Okay. okay. At the time, mm-hmm. 
as someone who okay so this is coming off as of, someone from jersey as someone from jersey boom, so boom, 2010, 2010 was the beginning yeah their album which is so good our fucking grad so miley cyrus was our commencement song and mm-hmm. then tonight's gonna be a good night i got a feeling i got a feeling was our fucking like they're like it was congratulations to the class of 2010 and it's like dun, dun, like the jersey gay jumped out i was like oh my god yeah but like come on it's great whatever it's a bit undeniable so the beginning i think is such a good album yeah so the fact that she was working with will i am at that time at right? that time i was like oh this could actually be yeah really good yeah but to me big fat bass sounds like a cheap mm-hmm. black eyed peas bonus track like it doesn't it feels so amateur mm-hmm Whereas like the beginning I thought was such a good album and yeah. this just felt like discarded. I mean, it's certainly not my favorite at all, but I think looking back, it's less offensive than the majority. Easy. Of... Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. The bridges were like the dance break on the kick drum, great. the kick drum. I just felt like the rest of it was like, Egh. yeah, it's, um, it's, it's still rough. It's not my favorite at all. Um, like the, it like just sounds so, yeah i don't know i liked the beginning i guess of the i can be the tribal bait like i kind of like like she's bordering on what would become scream and shout with that like she's like mm. starting to do the talk thinging the treble bass thing was so stupid to me i was like what why do you want to be a treble on a bass like what <laughs> i don't know like our treble and bass they're not even like actual things it's like sound <laughs> like you literally turn one up or one off like they don't even go hand in hand yeah, you know I don't, I don't know. I don't know that sense. they thought that one through. Yeah, but um, I'll never really want to return to it. I'll never really want to. No, this was also tarnished by a couple live performances too. I feel like <sighs> if we're gonna go there, her miserable performance of Big Fat Bass when she's body thrusting on that speaker. Yeah, which had the potential to be fierce. Yes, well, say that about all the performances this year. Well, but... yeah. It's 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 miserable live. Oh, I I just get PTSD from this song a little bit. Yeah, to me it just felt like a Black Eyed Peas knockoff, which is why I was kind of like, eh, you could have been so much better with this. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, next track, Trouble for Me. Trouble for Me, a favorite. Yeah, for me. agreed. Uh, I feel like there's a concept to this one. There is such a concept, and it could have been a video very easily. I have the the video in my head. What is your analysis? Analysis of this i basically have sort of like a house party situation where she's holding hands behind someone's back with this guy basically they're hiding this relationship the whole time interesting and i love the way she says cologne in this song so much Mm -hmm. (laughs) specifically that's my number one statement about this song cologne (laughs) (laughs) yeah um it's britney fied it's so britney fied but yeah basically this is like um it, it's like seal it with a kiss kind of in the way that yeah it's like you're a bad boy the theme continues yeah i think so femme fatale so i actually feel like this song is about alcohol uh, yeah it could be like in a way it's like addressing it without by masking it in this figure of a man mm-hmm. by uh, saying it's like a man. Mm-hmm. But if you think about, if you look at the lyrics in the sense of alcohol, you're good for everyone else, but you're trouble for me. I don't know. I always, yeah. I immediately thought of it as that, 
And again, like, I want to go seal it with a kiss. Mm-hmm. This one, I was like, oh, she's actually talking about this, but wrapping it up in like this fun dance track or like they're making innuendos about things without actually. I like that. Doing it. Yeah. There's a lot of it that could be applied. Me and you burn in disaster and you're only a danger to me. Yeah. Totally. Um, I like that interpretation. I mean, besides my cologne line, I can definitely, I can vibe with that for sure. Yes, at this point, we are sober Yeah. But, you know, the party ain't the same without you. Yeah, it's that's, I love that. Like, and then I was like, oh, they just masked it with, like, the smell of cigarettes and cologne is about, like, a bar, about, about a club, and she's just kind of hiding and trying to stay away from this man who's trouble for her, but it actually is, like the party scene. Wow. I, wow. You've really shaken this could the have table been high, with this. This it, could have, yeah. There were so many high concepts here. And I guess at the time I didn't want to acknowledge that like, it felt like she wasn't yeah. as present, but like, Oh, we can get into that, which I, cause I feel like a lot of Britney fans relate to that. Yeah. Especially after during the, the album, we can like, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. And as, I mean, as you guys can tell, like I've clearly storyboarded the whole, I've, thing. I really thought that this album was like, so much more conceptual mm-hmm. and obviously like max martin was involved a lot yeah and i know that he's fucking brilliant so i'm like he knows how to like slip in hidden messages it's very true without saying it directly mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense Oops. does it <laughs> so i was like oh like oh, this was like, her if you seek alcohol yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i really did kind of think this was like i love that theory i love that yeah if not it's um at least a very good um Britney's into bad boys thing, which Lord knows she is. Mm-hmm. So love trouble for me. Moving on. We have trip to your heart, which I think a lot of people love very much. I love this song. Including so T. Kyle. Yes. It is so pretty. So pretty. It is electronic, mm-hmm. but it's Britney. Yeah. To me, it's the heaven on earth sequel mm-hmm. for sure. Definitely. I actually feel like it's a trilogy. Yes, yes, yes. It's it's Heaven Heaven on on Earth, Earth, Unusual unusual You, you. Trip to Your Heart. Yeah. If she wants to do a Lana moment where she has Uh a short film, this is is the finale of it. Totally, totally. The happy ending. Yeah. They're all related in this sort of like space age, lovey, electronic vibe. Mm -hmm. There's something that connects them energetically. For sure. Because what she's, she's doing, trip to your head, trip to your... That's... Your eyes, your lips, your... Like, Mm -hmm. it's the same sort of connection, same energy. Same energy meme if you put those two pictures together. Um, Totally. Yeah, I like this in the sense of um, sort of like a mature continuation of where she's been of that sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I love this song. It's very pretty. It's like dancey, but also emotional. Yeah. The lyric, um, spread my wings out into the dark, also reminds me of every time mm-hmm. definitely she because loves a wing she, you know moment. every time i try to fly she falls mm-hmm. but this is like a happy ending to you know we she sung about heartbreak this is obviously a happier ending which goes ties in with unusual i mean we could throw every time in to this whole mix too that's true like, and then follow up with heaven on earth yeah. unusual you and then it's this happy ending of like yeah. She's flying away into the night. Totally. Oh my God. The concept here. The concepts are endless. We need to get Hannah Lux. It's very Hannah Lux. Yeah. We need to get her to do a video. Video. The second verse, baby can't believe you were sent to me like a postcard from my memory. 
is so unusual you Mm -hmm. it's like it has the dna of all of these songs already which is really cool and yeah it's an entirely different song we stand we stand the continued narrative of angel knee yeah she comes back in peace to me she does angels are constant in the britney narrative they are and also there's a fairy well angels fairies things with wings yeah she's into butterflies yep be in the mix cover (laughs) (laughs) then the next track gasoline spark and it's like gasoline yeah because you set me on fire, 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 fire. That's how it goes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, thank you. That was um, acting. <laughs> I don't mind this song. I feel like it's fun. Oh, yeah. I like it it's a lot. It's kind of weird me again. It is. It's super weird. I wish it was like um, merged somehow with Burning Up, her cover of Burning Up. Right. Like she they could do like have... a gasoline burning up situation. She's just like really warbling, strangely, in a good way. Yeah, like it's a fun electronic Mm -hmm. mix of it. Yeah. Yeah. We're into it. Very into it. Love gasoline. And then next up, we have another single, Criminal. When those, that flute, flute noise first Mm -hmm. came in, I was shook in the sense of like, what? This is coming from her. It like this medieval fantasy. Very, very strange. And then that kind of beat comes in with it. Makes more sense. Um, I love Criminal. Gets a really good video treatment, which I think helped yeah. the song a lot. I don't think that a lot of people would have seen the vision for Criminal without the video. No. Like... Not at all. It's it's an oddity for sure. Oh, so you're not working the street corner tonight, I see. The Oscar campaign was sadly overlooked for that mm-hmm. video. Like, she... That is full actress-ny. Yeah, and she's very present in this one. Very present, yeah, if you've not seen Criminal for some reason, you need to watch Criminal because I would say this starts to be more niche Stanny stuff. Like I feel yeah. like the public did not see Criminal more no. or less. No, this is not like you know at this point world premiere. Yeah, it's not. This was like a. I think it was like a Vivo premiere. Like this is yeah. kind of like digital. And she like offhandedly said that Criminal would be the single like backstage at the VMAs in 2011. Mm-hmm. I think it was like after a fan voted campaign. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, it was like people were fighting for inside out at the time. I remember that. Yeah. But anyway, well, I actually love the song. I think it's actually very beautiful. Um, but the video is everything that it tells the story of it. She has her real life, uh, boyfriend at the time, Jason as mm-hmm. her love interest, which is always the kiss of death with her. She it never is. learns. The only thing, like I've never, this sounds awful to say, like I never really felt the, fantasy of their love no i never picture very hot in this video though he does yeah but i never picture britney with a daddy type no ever like it's always either a twinkie justin or just a, a guy that is muscly but younger or whatever like yeah she's much more cougar to me than going for a daddy mm-hmm. she's not a lana not yet a madonna i also have a weird theory about this song okay i feel jason trowick is a thief well, Uh-oh. I have a theory, and I don't know if I don't know if she was maybe aware of this or if she was, and like whatever. But he was named co-conservator at one point, right? Yeah, I kind of thought that she was. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. she, like, because remember we had talked about. 
the rumors of them like fighting and stuff. Yeah. And I kind of thought that maybe she was implying that it was criminal that like this guy was allowed to manage her money. Yeah. But she was in love with him. Yeah. And she like can't help it. Yeah. And it's physical, which you see in the video, like they're naked, like in the shower. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, going back to my other concepts, I was like, ooh, this might actually be very self reflective. Mm. Like this man who has access to her money and to her decision making mm-hmm. could in some way be considered somewhat criminal mm. in concept, not in like actual legal terms, sure. but like it's criminal that you're allowing this guy mm-hmm. to have control over my money and not me, but I'm in love with him cause he's hot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Concept uh, that. Wow. I always kind of thought that in the back of my mind. While I don't think that was necessarily the case. No. Because they added her, like, she's also one of the criminals in the video. Yes. Stealing vanilla candles. Yeah. Which was genius. Genius. Her with a gun is Wasn't it like no vanilla candles were harmed in the making of this or something at the end? Yeah. Brilliant. But I'm very curious to know if there was something Mm. hidden beneath the surface here. It is very possible. Her running out of that London convenience store with a gun... And those paparazzi pictures of her running with a gun are mm-hmm. really just fantastic. Yeah, it's it's pretty high concept for the whole era pretty much had like stories and narratives. And this one did as well in which she's it's a, a Bonnie and Clyde-esque situation. Yeah, Little criminal venture. But you do have a, an interesting theory that it could mm-hmm. be something deeper. I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. You clearly. really have. Well, because I felt like at the beginning when we got Hold It Against Me, yeah. then it like tuned me into like everything else. Symbolism. I was like always, I was trying to find the symbolism yeah. everywhere from like this point on. Because like Circus yeah. was so um, Pop. direct. The concept for the video Circus is basically about, you know, a circus. But then Hold It Against Me was so conceptual. And then I was like, okay, from now on, I'm going to like really read into every lyric. Very interesting. I don't know. I certainly think the video for All Against Me is that. I think part of my hesitance with it is just because of her not being checked in. Right. But I certainly think the potential for all those meanings is there. Mm-hmm. We end the campaign. We get a solid four single campaign, which we do. not everybody has that. Yeah. Certainly I mean, not these days. Certainly with not her. with Glory, but. Certainly not. <clears throat> but um, the album gets very good treatment. As far as charts, as far yeah, as... it went number one. Yeah. Which was really exciting for her. Yeah. You know, we, we wrap it up pretty nicely with Criminal yeah. on the standard. This is also one of the um, most memorable, like, handography, armography moments. Like, yes, the door. The, the door like moment. The, the door and, like, the arms and stuff, which I, you know... Yeah, she looks beautiful. Is a standout. Yeah, she looks beautiful. So when they're having their makeout gun bullet session. But anywho, so this wraps up the... <clears throat> like standard standard edition mm-hmm. and we get a bunch of bonus tracks which as per usual are great in some cases better even than some album tracks mm-hmm. so the first one including up and down yeah which is so good she adds it to the tour yeah it is so good it's so good it's like 90s club early 90s goodness mm-hmm my favorite part of this is in Femme Fatale Tour when she struts down the catwalk yes. on the floor. and Not everybody has a favorite part of Femme Fatale Tour. That is true. But I will say, and 
if there's one person out there who does this too, please let me know because I need to know that I'm not alone, not alone, not alone. Mm -hmm. But every time I go to the airport and there are those um, escalator catwalk things Uh, on the floor, I immediately center myself and I go, the beat just dropped and the room got sexy. And then I swing my arms out. You're watching (laughs) me. Like, and then when I get to the end, I'm like down and up and down every time JFK all you have to go through like five of them to get to the thing every single one I just restart it if you also do that send up and down emojis to T Kyle which will mean up and down not top or bottom right right (laughs) or if you're asking him then well well never mind oh wait there's there's an actual up and down yeah because yeah there's arrow up arrow up and then arrow down top well if you I mean send me those (laughs) too Oh, no, it does say up on it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe, yeah. Well, whatever. Anyway. Tops DM T-Kyle. Oh, I need anyway. to book a flight soon so I can go to JFK. Uh, Yes. Anyway, other favorite part of this song is the beat just dropped because people made memes of an actual beat, the vegetable dropping on the floor <laughs> with this. <laughs> and then the room getting sexy. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotta love that. Um, Yeah, just a great song. Yeah, this is also one of the... I feel like we can just interject femme fatale tour stuff. Oh, yeah. I, when I saw her in LA, yeah, because I went to the second night, I think, of femme fatale, I flew out to California just because I wanted to see the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Her mic was on. And I know there that we go. I know that we talk about, yeah. you know, I'm the first one to say that like the mic is off. Yeah. I do feel like it was on. I remember that I was watching the live stream of your show and there were runs at the end of it. There were. That were. If if nothing else, they recorded for the tour, which is like... Could, which could have been. Which is yeah. still like extra effort that we don't get anymore. Yeah. So either she sang live or she mm-hmm. did new vocals. In I do remember case, being shook. In any case, she like put in extra effort, which is appreciated. Because yeah. at one point she was like... Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? That's not on the studio <laughs> version. Yeah, for sure. I remember hearing that on the live stream and getting excited. Yeah, but then also um, in the next bonus track, He, he About, about to, lose to Lose Me... me. He about to take this song off the set list because yeah, it lasts like three song, three tour dates deep. I remember in LA, this one sounded live and she looked like very into it. Cause I, yeah. I splurged for this one. Cause I was like, Oh my God. Retirement tour. She seemed like she was not as present. Yeah. So I literally flew myself across the country to see the second date of this tour because I was like, if it doesn't make it to New York, Mm-hmm. And it, if it gets canceled, I can't, that can't happen. Yeah, yeah. So I got to see this live. She was very into it. He About to Lose Me gets scrapped. Yeah, I kind of see why. Those polls were really high. Mm, yeah. And I'm sure something probably happened. I don't and know. if any song to scrap, you would go with the one that is a bonus track before like a single, obviously. Which was a disgrace, but. Disgrace, but. They um, should have scrapped I Want to Go, <sighs> which was a bop, but like the performance was not a bop. The crowd participation. Um, yeah, this one. I really like the song. I love this song. I love the concept of it. I also think this could have been a video of her like mm, having yeah. a moment of weakness. And He About to Lose Me was written by Ina Raldson, who co-written by Ina Raldson, who wrote most of all of the Saturday songs. And she writes a million hits now. She, How Deep Is Your Love with Calvin and all those. Ooh. That's the girl singing. She's the one doing the chorus on He About to Lose Me. And, oh. and she more vaguely-ish sounds like 
a mix of Brittany and Sia and some others, but it's very amnesia in the sense of like, she's not feeling her man and she's getting tempted to uh, make a move, not being a good girl. Yeah. It's a good one. And um, the next track, another bonus is selfish. Sailfish. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> this one is my least favorite of the bonus tracks. Oh really? Yeah. Um, I love selfish. I just like that she says it like sailfish. Um, yeah, it's about, you know, like being selfish. Okay, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, more than I thought before, but more so, than I thought two minutes ago. <laughs> because of the, the breakdown, where like the rock part. Oh. She references Private Shell. Yes. She predicts it right there. Yeah, I think, well, I think the one part about the song is it's just very repetitive. It is very repetitive. So it, it's kind of like... But I think boom, boom, baby... Pick you up in my Mercedes is very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it do, you're right. Like it doesn't really go go off. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a fully fleshed out yeah. song, which is why it's like fun, but it does doesn't feel like a Yeah, but you're right, the rock part is like the best part. It's tonight I'm feeling mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like rock and you like hair flip to it. Yeah. Same with the breakdown of which we didn't mention, the up and down breakdown. I can almost feel the lace slip. Oh, that part is amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway. Sailfish. And then moving on, we have Don't Keep Me Waiting, which... Yeah. <laughs> Can you turn me up? <laughs> we have the return of the rock chick mm-hmm. from Rock Boy slash what other? Do something. Like anytime she has a little edgy rock side to her. Mm-hmm. You ought to know. You ought to know. We get Don't Keep Me Waiting, where she... She says some very interesting things in the lyrics of this song. Um, My favorite is the breakdown. I'm standing outside, colder than the freezer. Come out, melt my ice. I'm running out of time. You're changing my demeanor. So get me to your ride before I change my mind. You're changing my demeanor. Mm-hmm. That's a very Mariah moment. Yeah. <laughs> this one I felt like was very Britney-fied. Yes. But it was so different than the other ones because this one's like not electronic nope. at all. It's solid like rock yep instrumental which is not anything on like all of femme fatale is like super electronic yeah. glitchy beepy the whole thing it's very interesting that it's so left of center especially because it's you know it was done with like dark child it shouldn't have been like it all the things they had done leading up to that weren't necessarily so it's interesting it just shows how versatile she is it's true it's kind of like circus yeah where it's like this range of sounds. Yeah. We love it for adding a new texture to the album for sure. Mm-hmm. Finally, 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 if you either imported the Japanese edition or bought the fan edition with the 60 page book, I believe it was on that part as well. Scary. Another elusive track. Elusive track. Um, a lot of casual to good fans may not even have this track because it's not no, this nowhere was- to be found. Yeah, this one was, like, solely scary is the Halloween single that never was. We kind of, like, drag it out of the depths every Halloween to, like... Just give her a moment. Give her a moment. Scary is a lot of fun. Very um, Mm thriller-esque. Spooky sounds. Silly scary. Like... Yeah, it's Britney scary. Britney scary. It's very... If you've seen the It's Britney Witch skit, it's basically that of her, like, reading spell books and stirring a cauldron. Um, she's just making dumb references to scary things. Yeah. 
And I think I need some hypnotherapy. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of sounds like over to you now. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know that part? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm basically Imogen Heap. You literally are. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So scary is the ender for. Right. And this is kind of where we start to get songs that are today hard to find, which is annoying. Yeah. Which is why we feel like the singles collection needs to be redone. Yeah. Because we need trouble from circus. So many people don't know trouble exists. No. And we need scary from femme fatale. Yeah. Yeah. Like the B side. Amnesia. Amnesia. Like all these bonus tracks are like out there. Yeah. And they need to be I think rock boy from circus. Maybe that's the one of the other ones that we forgot. In that yeah. Yeah. And because, everyone dragged us because it's like, it's just not on standard or, deluxe and sometimes we overlook these things yeah um, and that's rock boy is definitely a sister of don't keep me waiting yeah totally totally yeah she keeps putting these weird rock moments and like the most furthest away editions of the album we need the updated singles collection set and we need all the b-sides and everything else yeah she needs to do something with all of oh do something <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that um that wraps up femme fatale that wraps up femme fatale Overall, I think a good mix of a an album. Yeah, I think in my Mew review of it, I think I called it the the lighter blackout in that there were moments of levity, but it was kind of a wall-to-wall bangers album like Blackout, mm-hmm. whereas Circus is much more versatile. And it's like, yeah, you never really knew where it was going, whereas Femme Fatale is kind of a start-to-finish listen of bangers on bangers, but with a lightness and a fun that blackout definitely does not have. Mm-hmm. And a new sound. And a new her. sound, definitely. Yeah, at the time I was pretty gagged by the album. I mean, I, I still love the album for sure. Same. Yeah, it really is tainted by memories of the era and not right. the actual album. I Which would say. started out with a non bang. People can take everything away from you, but they can never take away your truth. But the question is Have you subscribed? You can subscribe to It's Britney Bitch here on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Spotify. And where can you find us on social media? Where can they find you, Brad? Oh, if you want to follow me, uh, follow me at MewMuse, M-U-U-M-U-S-E on all social platforms. Lucky. I wish mine was all consistent. You can follow it's me not. on Twitter at TKyleMac or Instagram T.Kyle or YouTube T. Kyle M. She was not consistent. And what's the OnlyFans? Oh. oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> so now we can get into some of the more appearances, commercials, performances, etc. Mm-hmm. Because there are some highlights throughout this year. Yes. But I think the elephant in the room that we've talked about numerous times is that in the beginning of the year, which the femme fatale era is essentially just 2011. Yeah. It starts in the beginning in January and it wraps up in, I think, September, October, November. Yeah. With the Epics Femme Fatale Tour DVD. And that literally wraps up. Yeah. Fatale, and I would say that only happens once or twice with her. Like, I would say 2000 is just oops. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, this is like getting back into the one year album cycle thing. Right. So, yeah, we kick off and then the album drops March, end of March. We get into... <clears throat> so it starts out with what started our podcast. Literally. Which some 
got it. Some people may have started this podcast and been like, what the hell are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> so she does Good Morning America to kick off promo for Femme Fatale. In the historic Castro District. Yeah, this Tuesday morning, March 29th, <laughs> I'll be performing for the first time ever in a special concert. Good morning, America. I'm excited to tell you on Tuesday morning, March 29th, I'll be performing for the first time ever in a special concert in San Francisco's historic Castro District on Good Morning America. And I promise you, it'll be a morning to remember. See you soon. Would you hold it against me? So this commercial, some people were like, oh, they slowed it down. Yeah. Oh, there were tons of fan theories. She's sick, blah, blah, blah. But that, for the first time ever voice that she has Mm -hmm. which i can do pretty well because i'm fairly nasal of a voice carries over into like all the specials like that we see that numerous times yeah that commercial is not edited nope that is that is what it is it's how she sounded it yeah and my favorite part about it is not just like the for the first time ever like the way she sounds Uh but the whoever wrote it it sounds like she's saying that she's performing for the first time ever like the way that it's written uh-huh she's like this tuesday morning march 29th i'll be performing for the first time ever in a special concert yeah. and i'm like hi you've you're a decade into your career like it's just it's comedic it's now. so comedic now at the People time use it all the time just, as like memes yeah. yeah i made a whole playlist using song titles to do this entire speech mm-hmm. um <laughs> Uh, yeah, this begins insane, rabid fan theories about what's happening behind the scenes. And people are convinced that they've slowed it down for God knows what reason. No, they Th- did not. This is part of the, the, the shoe controversy of Gimme More 2007 VMAs. Like, actually, it just didn't go so well. Like, right. actually, she just sounded bad. Maybe she was sick. But really, that's the voice of 2011. Yeah. So... In the beginning, we get a circuit of promo performances. We get Good Morning America, mm-hmm. we get Kimmel, mm-hmm. and we also get, M- I believe it was MTV. MTV had like two. At Rain in Las Vegas. Yeah, with DJ Polly D. Yeah. was like introducing her or whatever. They're essentially all the same yeah. routines. Yeah. So they're very similar if you want to go back and look at them. The only thing that's different is... <laughs> if you want to. The costumes. Yeah, slight adjustment. But she does Hold It Against Me. She does Till the World Ends. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Big Fat Bass. Yeah, and sometimes Big Fat Bass. I think just once. Yeah. I forget which one it is. I think Kimmel. It's irrelevant to the matter. Yeah. They're all very similar. Oh, and I think Rain, maybe. I don't know. <sighs> okay. It's... Let's point out the serve. When she performs till the world ends, at the end, she climbs up on this um, electric wire thing and it like zaps and she like does like the arch back, which she did like back in Dream Within a Dream tour. Yeah. It's that and concept is fierce. Yes. There's an excellent picture of her doing it. Like Mm -hmm. iconic of her like backflip, not backflip, back leaning back with the logo. They do like a little breakdown thing. Yeah. I also do love when she's in the chair. Yes. The when, electric chair that which spins. She's like getting zapped and mm-hmm. like electrocuted in like this chair, which I think looks cool. It does. It's just, even like Big Fat Bass, I kind of thought was cool how she like is Goes on inside the, the bass. Like it could have been. Yeah. It could have been better. It was literally set up for a pop star to perform an incredible performance. Yeah. it It is no one's fault but hers. Not to say that she was necessarily in control of her participation yeah 
yeah, she is her most sluggish, her most um, least uh, fluid on stage. Yeah. And, and it, it, there's something in the eyes. There's something missing in the eyes. Because even when she did the VMAs in 2007, yeah. there was yeah, that's like, Brittany. there was a sassiness yeah, it's that still she Brittany. had there. Yeah. Like even in the beginning, like you see mm-hmm. her smirk and like, there's still this sort of like mm-hmm. mischievous look that she has of energy. It's Brittany. She might've wandered in at 4am from a club or something. And that's what that looks like. But that's Brittany. Whereas this is a vacant knee. Yeah. In my opinion, it is even worse watching now. I, okay, I have to confess Uh that at the time, I remember thinking it, but I was, I just think I wanted to like, not admit it. 5,000%. Yeah, because we've always been like championing Exactly. And so I was like, okay, like, especially coming off the circus tour. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I thought she was going to retire after circus tour. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, she doesn't need to be coming back. Yeah. So like, if she's coming back, she must want to be doing it. Yeah. Cause there, at that point in time, there was absolutely no reason that she needed to continue being a pop star. Yeah. She could have wrapped up circus tour and been done. And that would have been, you know, it's true. It would have been an iconic legacy then. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I was like, Oh, maybe she wants to be doing it. I don't know. Yeah. This was a rough one. And I actually, the level of delusion that we were under at that time is unreal because I remember watching it being like, Oh, it's, it's fine. Or like thinking it was even good. And now I watch it knowing that she's gone through glory and had her piece of me resurgence. And I'm like, that was horrifying. Yeah. It was flat out horrifying. She like, especially the build up to it, like the good morning America performance. There's like a million people there. They do that medley of all the videos, the doors open and she just like steps forward and stands there and for most of it looking completely vacant. Luckily the cameramen are much more forgiving than VMAs and they're doing tons of faraway shots. Yeah. Because it is I have rough. to wonder if sort of back to what you were saying in the last episode where you were kind of like in 2010, it was like a, a moment for her to kind of stop and breathe. Yeah. And I almost do wonder in hindsight, if she wanted to get back into it, Mm-hmm. Because it's healthy for her to to work and to be on tour and stuff. Yeah. And that maybe it just happened to be too much, too fast. Yeah. And maybe she just wasn't ready at this time. Because definitely, I will say it does improve as the year goes on. It does. It's just not, we've talked about this, like 11 through 13 is the dip, is yeah. like a substantial performance dip. But, you know, I also feel like she kind of finds herself outside of that dip eventually. So that happens. That happens. Those performances happen. And then we get some MTV moments again. So the album premieres and she does a special on MTV called I Am the Femme Fatale. Which at this point, the name of the album is just cruel because it's like she's not in control. She's not like a a fierce diva of any kind right now. And even in these interviews with Sway, Sway, which are god awful, he's... He he's, did a great job, though. I he's think trying. He, yeah, that's the you best know he, he can like say. really likes her a lot, and he really was there to. I mean, he's he's trying to make this as least awkward as possible. Yeah, and he likes her, and you can tell he's trying to make mm-hmm. her laugh. And you know, I think the whole MTV brand really likes Britney. Like, yeah. I, all of the VJs and everyone like had always championed her, right? And they're trying to do this in a way that like puts her in a positive light, but mm. she's. They were trying to do what they did with For the Record. They were trying to do For the Record, and it ended up becoming a much sort of dancing around the elephants. She didn't seem as like, 
I there was a one scene where they're at the coffee shop. That's the only one where it's like vaguely. It's like her. It, yeah, but even I still remember thinking like it's kind of like they're feeding her lines. Yes. Whereas like in for the record, you could tell she was there. She knew the cameras were there, and she yep. had a she had a purpose. Yeah. And she wanted to be speaking to them. Totally. This felt like a piece. mildly invasive. Where she was like, I don't want you here. <laughs> yeah. Like, it I was. Don't know. It was so rough. I. I blacked out most of this special from my memory, except the ending, which has been seared into my brain. And I remember feeling the most defeated as a fan. I think I have ever felt. Yeah. She delivers probably the worst ending sentence ever. You've been in the business for, you know, 16 years now. So you've been performing over half your life. Reflecting back, does it get any easier? Or are you as excited as you once were when you first started? I'm more excited. I think it gets better as you get older. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. You're about to be 30 this year. Yes. You know, um, did you think you would still be doing this at this stage in your life? You're still young. I could give you advice <laughs> on how to be 30, you know. But did you think you'd be doing this at this point? I... I think I hoped I would be, because I, I genuinely love what I do. This is what I love to do. So um, I think I hoped I would be. I know Madonna turned 50 and she was still still performing, yeah. you know. Can you see yourself down the line? I hope so, yeah. Doing that then? Yeah. Okay. Maybe just doing nothing, I don't know. But maybe, yeah. I hope so. Fade to black. I yeah. mean, it, it wasn't as encouraging to hear that. At no, she's... She's literally like, oh, maybe I'll make music or just retire or like just the idea from a production producer. I what makes you think that that is the way to excite people about a tour, uh, a pop star? Yeah. Like, I mean, it was very telling of where she was at the time. Yeah. She was so out of it. And I think part of me kind of felt like and I don't know if this is part of me like wanting to mask it, but I also felt like with the negativity off of hold it against me and the negativity off of till the world ends Mm. in sort of this shifting culture of social media and digital starting to take over. I kind of felt like, is she not into it because she's hurt by Mm. negative? I don't know. It's possible. I don't know if she was even given, frankly, like given access to those things at that time. Right. I mean, we'll never know. We'll never know. But I think she seemed tired run down over it and just like totally did not want to partake in promotion lord knows that she's britney she never wants to do promo anyway but this time she didn't even snap on the professional britney spears face well speaking of mtv she does the vmas this year yes i thought she looked like she was having fun at these vmas definitely and i will say that the VMA is commercial mm-hmm. is Great. excellent and better than the actual tribute. We get Brittany as a DJ and they're like paying tribute to her idols during it. There's like Madonna moment, I think in an MJ, I'm pretty sure. They're dancing to it and she has that one fierce like MTV yeah. moment where she throws her hands up and it does look like old Britney in there. But 
yeah, we get a really good promo. That's better than what actually happens. Yeah. I thought she looked really great at this VMAs and I thought she looked healthy. Yeah. She had a couple good hair moments this year. Yeah. This is one of them. Mm -hmm. I thought the outfit was very cute. She looked in the face. She looked energetic and healthy and happy to be there. Yeah. And I also remember this is when Gaga did that weird shit with the Joe Calderon. (sighs) I'm sorry. (laughs) (sighs) What? This just turned into the supercut of the drag queen sipping in the interior illusions for (laughs) one full minute saying nothing. Literally. Um, Whatever. She presents Brittany with this thing. It's unfortunate that she does it as Joe because... I thought it was so, like, I don't... I thought it was, like, it made a joke out of it. It did. Brittany gets up there and you see her lip quivering because they like go to Mm. kiss which it kind of would have been fierce if they did but like you know what I love a high concept Uh whatever Gaga was doing on that stage right there I don't get it I thought it was stupid as fuck and I thought it made Britney uncomfortable that she was doing it and I'm like could could you not just stand up there and just fucking present the Vanguard award to her and like let her say thank you and not creep her out I don't know oh for sure it felt awkward I was mad that Britney met Gaga as Joe on right. stage. I I was mad about that because the real <clears throat> <laughs> there's karma. <laughs> the real Gaga, which that's a loaded statement, but the Lady Gaga is a big Britney stan. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice for the real Gaga to do that. Right. And it's sandwiched in between it's two performances. It's sandwiched between Gaga's ridiculous art piece that she's doing and then Beyonce. Right. And so She's like totally overshadowed. Granted, the actual tribute is like 12 year olds performing in her outfits. Oh, wow. I mean, and here as someone who is on tape standing cartoon videos, like Kill the Lights. Kill the Lights, Stan. You know, which I stand by. Yeah. But this was like so embarrassing. It really was. And it made it like you couldn't get people like even... I'm trying to think of like what would be the tackiest thing they could have done that still would have been fierce. Like taking people from America's Best Dance Crew or yeah. Next Best Dance yeah, Crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even that would have been cool. I don't know if they were trying to appeal to her by saying it's children because honestly, that is one way to her heart. Yeah. I don't know if that's how they got her into the room, to be honest. Because if you told her that America's Best Dance Crew was going to tribute her, they might have passed. I would just wonder if they were like, Brittany, um, we have like a bunch of seven year olds and they love you and they did, they work so hard to, it's how is she going to say no? Right. I have to wonder if that's part of it. The thing that makes me most mad about this, not that I wanted her to perform in 2011 period, but every Vanguard, Vanguard winner has delivered an epic performance of some sort. This is true. And hers is a tribute and... Granted, once again, I do not want her performing in 2011 at all, but how are you going to do a Vanguard and just sit there? It's just like, it's nice that they acknowledged all of her iconic looks and stuff, but it was also like, you're supposed to, the Vanguard is supposed to signify that you are dominating, domination promo, which even that name, anyway, you should be doing it. That There were points made. There were, she, <laughs> you know what, I He has made some it. points. I wrong year to do it that's really what it came down to i wish she got it this year i wish she got it last year like i wish oh and 
in 2016. I wish she got a Billboard medley. Like, yeah, you know, at that time, mate. None 2000, of us. 2016 Billboard Music Awards is like what a what Vanguard, Vanguard performance should, should be. have been. And honestly, I'm sure none of us knew that what the future would hold. And maybe we thought that that was the best she was ever going to be again. Mm-hmm. But it's it's unfortunate because now she could have such a fierce Vanguard's performance. But yeah. Anyway. She looked healthy at this point. She looked healthy. And she gets to have her little no thanks. I did that already with right. Joe. And I also remember too, which was sometime around this year, I believe it was like summer-ish yeah she did kiss fm where she just presented and she looked stunning like she had a really good hair moment she did here. she um, did which i thought you know we always say the hair is the the key to it is. whatever's the going on here a lot. and it was i thought she looked great at the vmas i thought she looked great at the kiss fm thing and i was like okay like yeah clearly there's something improving here yeah which was good to see because she was gearing up for some other things like the tour and stuff yeah but if then she, she was already well I don't know if she was already on it. She might have been. Okay. Yeah. So the summer seemed like it was a healthier time for her because she was on tour. Yeah. And um, which we'll talk about in a little hot second. But um, there was another exciting moment for her at this time, too, when Rihanna had her on the S- song S- S&M. And M&M. S and M&M's tour. S and M&M's tour. Yes. We finally get a Rena and Brinty collab. Unfortunately, Brittany recorded it while she had the cold. Oh, a little. Mm. I mean, I don't know. It's still Brittany. I mean, it's fine. I think I remember there being a lot of backlash at the time about the vocals. I remember people sa- saying it sounded like she was sick. Well, you know what? Everyone had opinions this year, it seems like, didn't they? <laughs> Everyone sure had everything nasty to say. They sure did. And I think that. Oh, she can- has a cold. I honestly think the criticism came because everybody knew something was not quite right. Okay, fair. And it's just like you're picking away at something because it's like, no, we know you could do this right. Or we yeah. know you could do something. And I think that's what that comes from. Right. But I I agree. But it's also like none of this really should have happened until she was ready to do these things. But I'm glad we got S&M Remix. It got her another hit. She didn't have to do much. No. And uh, she did perform this. She did perform this. Which I remember it was my birthday. We were at Vinyl in the Village, oh, which yeah. is now since closed, mm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we get, again, kind of like a could-be-fierce moment, but <laughs> she's in the bunny, like, latex outfit. Yeah, she invented Dangerous Woman. Which, you know what? I'm going to actually say this about this. I felt like she was intimidated by Rihanna. Yes, and rightfully so, because Rihanna was on fire at that point and you know what i love that yeah because Humble it's legend. like and then fast forward to like 2016 when she was watching rihanna yeah and clapping. i remember it's on tv and like the audience cam but like i was there seeing watching britney watch rihanna and she was so fucking excited yeah and like geeking the fuck out and it just made my heart so happy britney is the number one navy member she yeah. stands she's g for l and it was like at the end of this performance she literally like gets out of the way because it's like she feels like Rihanna needs the yeah to she's be in the totally uncomfortable to be there not only because she is does not want to be there but also because she does not feel as though she should share the spotlight <sighs> such a humble legend it's unfortunate for that reason though because it really requires two women being their most confident right and instead we get and she had all the reason to be confident at this time because Rihanna is dominating the charts at this time and yeah. so is Femme Fatale yeah she. She could have been with that 
that certainly wasn't her her vibe at that year so instead we get rihanna looking somewhat sympathetic to britney and like trying her best to kind of bring herself down for britney energy level wise and then britney just kind of passably she going through the moves walks off the stage she walks yeah she <laughs> they don't even leaves. they don't even fully complete their like performance she's just like we good yeah <laughs> got the shot oh man um but that one is still better than her performance later that evening with nikki when she walks out with a microphone in hand fooling nobody <laughs> which ironically she looked more into this one she did and it just like i remember like the lights dim and it goes to the thing and she just like, pops up and yeah like oh. she struts says some things with a that is good jacket it's a good jacket i was like this is a look yeah good hair th- oh this is one of the really good hair moments yes it is a good hair moment um yeah but she just walks she just struts <sighs> i mean it's something else it certainly is something and it's funny i feel like it's comedic because it's like nikki looks like she's so extra <laughs> it next does. to it even though like britney really should have been on that same britney level is extremely like, okay sweetie and, yeah. <laughs> and nikki is like being peak Nikki right. at that point. Also, I remember it's like Brittany is really short as a human. Yes. And like Nikki is way shorter than her. Yeah. So it was like even like... She looked kind of giant uh, now that I y- think about it. Yeah, she looked giant. Yeah. Like this giant legend. And I'm yeah. like, oh, not that that matters, but like... No, that is crazy to think just about. Was, Brittany's my height, which yeah. is short. And Nikki's shorter than you. Which is and really you're weird. I'm short. I'm 5'5", five, five on a good day, maybe 5'4". Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's so, not that short's bad. I'm not saying that. No, no. Well, just, you know, short just king, peripheral. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's just it is a weird perspective. Yeah. Anyway, so we get two of those performances. I think I still like the S and M, and I almost think it's because I wish it was so much better. I just like the idea of it. I mm-hmm. like the idea of them like really turning it out on the stripper poles and like having an actual pillow fight. Like they could have really had. They a lot more fun with they it. They could have. And I think and maybe she was, and it's like when you saw her with Gaga, it's like her, you see her face like visibly shaking. Yeah. Like she's nervous. Right. And, and she who probably, well, yeah, I mean. It's Joe Calderon in front of you. <sighs> Very nervous. Yeah. It, it's like she was uncomfortable. Yeah. And Rihanna, she was probably intimidated. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, you're a fucking legend. Like Please do not realize a that you're more... a fucking, like I just want, sometimes I just want to sit down with her and be like, you need to understand <laughs> that you are fucking iconic yeah and you are a legend which that's a whole other different story but like it is and it's something that makes her uncomfortable her and be like Mm -hmm. you are fucking iconic and she felt that until snap out of it like literally i'm (laughs) like you're fucking iconic get up there and fucking hair whip in your leather jumpsuit Mm -hmm. and fucking whack rihanna with the pillow and get on the ground and gyrate and then flip your hair and then be like yeah yeah i know she doesn't uh, believe in her legacy after a certain after about two thousand seven, because I would say her first half of the career you couldn't tell her shit. You couldn't. She was on top of the world. Like she yeah. was cocky as fuck and she in the really zone was. and out all night. She was talking about her sales and everything. She was like talking about like just being an actual like pop icon at that point, right? Which we do get the legend j- does jump back out in mm. a couple more years from yes. now, which we'll talk about. Yes. But we're just, you this know, this is the actual dip. You know, we, you might have your Brittany can make it through 2007 mugs, but like, actually it's shocking that she made it through 11. So yeah. make another mug. We're just trying to put ourselves into, um, her shoes at this, this, uh, yes, those, um, big clunky those. femme fatale tour heels that she wore. <laughs> um, well, you know what? Speaking of serve, 
she gives us another photo shoot this year. She does. That is fucking fierce. It is fierce. For Out Magazine. Gay rights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this uh, photo she shoot. She invents them, yeah. Is fierce. It's fierce. It's kind of like almost gothy, like in the eyes. Like she's mm-hmm. kind of like evil. Leg up is yeah. a look. Yeah, it's um another one of those sort of like three slash adult name moments mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, this is very, um, it's a new look for you. This is kind of what I wanted to see her do with Annie Leibovitz. Okay. Because this, it, it kind of has like a, because I mean, I don't want to, I don't want, when I say that she's retouched, I don't want people to think that I'm like saying it in a negative way mm-hmm. because I think retouching is like fucking cool and like, yeah an art yeah but there's like something to this that's like kind of fantasy yeah this is like actual femme fatale it's very femme fatale that's what it should have been right whole album campaign could have been this right i agree i agree like the way they colorized it and the way that it's Mm -hmm. it has like this really dark fierce yeah powerful in comparison and we didn't mention it in comparison to the shot by the legendary Mario Testino V magazine, March, 2011, where she's holding the cat and it's like mm-hmm. the baby blue and pink shots. Mm-hmm. Very ethereal. Those cool. are very dreamy, very dreamy. doesn't make sense for femme fatale, but like those are cool. Yeah. Um, but this is much the opposite. This is very dark and like sexual. Yeah. Which is good. And then she kind of like phones in an email answer about gay rights or something. And, she ends she ends homophobia oh my god it's still it's not the year where we get the most iconic quote about gays but like oh (laughs) um this is where she's dipping her toes into gay rights yeah um i genuinely think that britney loves the gays it's just like i think they're starting to get more strategic about where we're placing britney right it was a smart move it was a smart move um so yeah we get out magazine um and then i guess we can maybe discuss the tour? Oh, the Femme Fatale tour? Should we discuss that? <laughs> sure. Okay. So I don't feel like we need to deep dive into this one, into like all of it. We do not. Because it's on DVD. You can watch it yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, that, that sounded dismissive. Um, I went in the beginning and I also went later in New York. In general, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. I thought she looked healthy. I was front row when I went oh. to LA. Um, not to brag or anything. Well, but like I thought she did a really good job. Yeah, and like up close looked really great. Mm-hmm. Looked healthy. Looked like she was having fun. That's my first thought. <laughs> <laughs> great thought. Um, I saw it. I believe twice, maybe three times. I think twice though. Um, first time was I think it was Boston. I can't believe I don't remember the venue right now, but I believe it was Boston. This is actually a thing I wanted to talk about that we have not talked about, which is Britney concert etiquette slash me at Britney shows. I basically only see Britney with Kyle, Charlie, and David because it is kind of a religious experience. I need people with me who literally know how to behave. (laughs) Like It's sort of like... I need somebody who like is looking for the same things I'm looking and is going to stand the same way I will Mm -hmm. and cares about the same things I do will not talk during it Mm -hmm. or like not got in line at seven o'clock for a piece of me is fully willing to stand there for hours. Right. 
like there's a certain etiquette to the Britney concert experience that I require because I'm an asshole. Well, no, because I literally think she's going to retire. Well, yes. And also every time we go to the show, we think it's the last time we're going to see her. Yeah. We, and I just feel like it's like a stand thing for me. And I just like have my group of friends that I've like okayed in my book as like, I can share this experience with you. That should honestly be a ticket package. What do you mean? Like Like a, a they unite you with people like a i agree to shut the fuck up <laughs> tour package yeah and we should get a discount yeah like because honestly, i don't want to hear people behind me being like, when is this song during yeah. fucking breathe on me yeah spoiler alert oh my just see my energy switch i just yes, literally like, you just because that happened snapped or like the couple that stood in front of me arguing about their drama while oh. like how i roll was happening and i'm like Shut the fuck up. You're about to roll down these motherfucking stairs in two seconds if you don't shut the hell up. Anyway, sorry, you were talking. You etiquette. are exactly. <laughs> oh, oh etiquette. hi, I'm sorry. Can you please keep it down? <laughs> I completely agree. And especially at Britney's um, Vegas residencies where people are notoriously wasted and or are on bachelorette parties and things like that. Mm, well, as Britney said, fucking assholes. Fucking assholes. It's just like, I don't want to feel like I need to take care of you in any way nope. or feel like you're going to ruin my experience. Exactly. And I feel like there's so many people who I have gone to concerts with who have let loose in a way that I'm, I no longer enjoy it. And thank God it's not her show at least, but mm-hmm. like it's just, and I don't know, I'm just an, a pretentious asshole, but also it's like, whatever, this is the thing that means the most to me. And I want people who are going to get it around me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, see you at domination oh my God, <laughs> with like yeah. a 30 foot bubble around me <laughs> <laughs> brad's gonna with all the you know all the zero dollars that we're making off this podcast yeah we're buying out the entire front section <laughs> um so briefly skimming through femme fatale tour because there are highlights and memories that we both have yes that we want to run through so Nicki minaj was tour opener for this she sure was i you know Bionic really was Nikki's break. Yep. And Femme Fatale. Technically Jeffree Star's album. And then Bionic. But yes. True. Mm -hmm. But as we all know, Bionic was too ahead of its time for certain people. Yeah. And so it did not get a tour. And that's not shade. I'm like, it's it's depressing. Um, (laughs) That's not shade. It's depressing. The new fragrance from T. Kyle. (laughs) That's not shade. It's (laughs) depressing. No, but it is depressing. It is. You know I would have been fucking front row at Bionic Tour every single night. Oh, yeah. Um, she sat in a chair, like a uh, literally a folding chair, in the middle of the, the stage and sat while the track played of the monster rap. Oh. And she just literally just didn't didn't move. And I was like, oh, that I don't I didn't know she sang. I thought she rapped or whatever. <laughs> um it's also on YouTube if you want to try mm-hmm. and come for me. It's, mm-hmm. it, it is there. Yep. I just, I remember visually being like confused, like, oh. Yeah. And you know, I'm perfectly fine if someone doesn't use a live mic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's totally fine. I just thought it was, it just was a, um, it's just a memory that I have. That's a memory. You know, like you, I think of certain things and I think of that. Yeah. Well, you were also much closer than I was at that point and maybe it was like more jarring for you to see that that she sat down for she put the mic underneath the, the folding chair I don't remember having a problem with Neki 
Also, that album is like so good. Like Va Va Voom. Yeah. Like tits flew all the way off and automatic. Oh. oh yeah. Oh my god. Completely. She had a lot of openers. If you remember, she had Jesse and the Toy Boys, Nervo, and at a certain point, Joe Jonas even opened. <gasps> oh my god, I did see Joe Jonas open for her too. Yeah, he did East Rother he did Jersey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm from. Oh, are you from Jersey? Yeah. Oh my God. I, oh, I remember that. Joe doing what? His like solo album? Yeah. Yeah. Which flopped. It flopped. Unfortunately. But like yeah. All This Time by Joe Jonas is a bop. You should go listen to it. It's on his album Fast Life that came out this Fast year. Fast Life. Um, um, yeah. So let's talk. I, I like the intro. Yep. I like the concept of a runaway um, criminal. Fatal legend criminal. I love be- her getting bent over the cop car and saying, I'm not that innocent. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the whole concept of this tour. Yeah, because if you think about it, it does make sense, doesn't it, from <laughs> her being like an escaped uh, convict. Yeah, and she's running around the world, which you see like all the different worlds come into play. Yeah. But like she's uh, like running away. She is. And I mean, there was the, like there was a concept here. There was. Similar to the circus being a circus. This is like, she's a runaway criminal and she's mama. She's in love with one, but she also is one. (laughs) Yeah. We get hold it against me as the opener. And frankly, it needs to be brought back to domination. If you're listening, domination producers, but um, yeah, it's a really cool opening. It's just, she, well, we don't have to shade anymore, but the commitment level is questionable. Um, Highlights for me on this tour are the, Finally, the first worthy performance of Gimme More with the Egyptian-themed performance. That mix of it itself, I don't know about her participation in it, but that actual Egyptian mix is a slay. Should we do like, do you want to do like a speed round of the set list and just say like one quick thing about like what we think about it? I love that. Okay, so hold it against me. Good concept. Good concept. Great evolution from promo performance to stage. That makes so much sense. It, great hair. Great hair. And I thought the costume was very flattering. Yes. Up and down. Amazing. So good. That Air, fucking catwalk. Down airport the, catwalk. Oh, a highlight. Better. Like, when she's like ass popping in the little cages. Yep. And the cages literally go up and down. Yeah. Yeah. This was a good one. A highlight. Yep. As well as three. The first time we got it live oh. in a concert. And then didn't she scrap it eventually at one point? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, don't I think th- she might have. I don't know about that. But I do know that that was really exciting to have it live. Mm-hmm. It was, and they've got the little trench coats. Yep. Also liked that. Piece of me. Horrible. Horrifying. Who allowed for this? She stands on a platform. My theory is that the little teacup that she was in during <laughs> Slave for You at yeah. the second, like the second half of Circus Tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They spray painted it silver. Uh-huh. She honestly probably, probably had it in her closet somewhere. Yeah. Because you know she loves to keep a prop. She sure does. They spray painted it silver. They gave her a masquerade mask. And okay, but like this move, like is, the X's is in the hands. It's kind of iconic. Yeah, it is. Because that's like, the, all the choreo. I don't Horrible. get it. She treated it like every time. She treated piece of me like every time, which yeah. is unforgivable. Um, big fat bass. Um, Breakdown is cool. Yeah. I liked seeing the breakdown live because she looked like she had fun with it. They turned the lights off, of course, but like she's like. Oh, yeah. They they like flashed the lights, (laughs) which was I don't understand what the point of that was. Yeah. Doesn't it like the car comes out? The car 
Yeah. Yeah. For how I roll. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yeah. I like that she did this one. Yeah. It's I remember surprising she got really she close up yes. to us. And I was like. Ugh. Yeah. She goes oh right up God. to the edge of the stage. I'm surprised yeah. the car never fell off the stage. I was shook. Um, Lace and Leather, we get our tease moment. She jumps on the shoulders of willing participants, including Polly D. Um, Joe Jonas. Joe Jonas. Oh, oh my God. She's so lucky. She got to fucking wrap her head or her leg. And oh then, my God. If I had Joe Jonas's face in between my legs. Uh, oh, I wish it was the other way well, around. Well, but you don't like eating out. So I don't know. Well, it's true. anyway, <laughs> this gets ruined once in South America. Yeah. With a very um, idiot who scares her in Connecticut circus tour moment where somebody gets overexcited and bites her fucking leg when she wraps it around him in South Wait, America. Doesn't he bite like her inner thigh? Yeah. That's... Ugh. So he's like getting really sexual and into it and excited. And when her leg is by him, he like turns to the side and bites. Playfully, but like fucking Mm-mm. don't. Mm-mm. Once again, that... I don't that, even like to give people hugs. No, I don't. I don't like to look people directly in the eyes. So this is just... <laughs> She, Brad is Brad <laughs> sitting in a chair facing the opposite direction during the <laughs> So this once again instant wall another wall added between her and the fans like thanks a lot fan you've definitely anytime somebody says that she's fidgety and weird and mean greets well guess what stop biting and attacking her on stage Well to be fair stop doing crowd participation moments that are yeah that too devil's advocate no, um for sure lace and leather but I loved that she did lace and leather because yeah, it was bop. like an acknowledgement of this bop that was yeah. on circus that never got a moment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this finally got a hair whipping pole dance moment. It's true. What's after? If you see Amy. Yes. If you see Amy's next, I will say in comparison, this version of it is way better than one that's in peace of me. Yeah, it is. It's, it's more like fleshed kinda, out. It's like more like Marilyn Monroe and there's like props and like a, a little bit more of a piece of effort. me literally looked at femme fatale and they were like let's do that just with less wardrobe and concept yeah yeah and like she was in the boxes and they were like trying to take like they were doing the photographs like upper skirt oh yeah which was like kind of we we fierce. love a piece like of maryland yeah give me more you like this i like the mix a lot okay more yeah. more more and like the break at the end where it's yeah. like boom 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 yeah yeah I, for being the first performance back of this song, mm-hmm. didn't do it for me. Okay. And I also thought that this outfit Not was flattering. incredibly unflattering. It is a terrible outfit. And that giant, uh, give me more boat or whatever that they yeah. have, like the Egyptian boat, which now resides on Jamie Spears' front lawn. You yeah. You can look up. Which is insane. I, it's, that's, Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I just, I have the, I don't know if it was pulled from the audio table, whatever it is of the mix of it. The mix is great. I love. Yeah. Someone, I think, I think the, it's the, the, studio the official studio, leaked. Simon Ellis, I think. Yeah. yeah. A couple of those leaked. Yeah. Fierce. Very. But just, I don't know. I, for me, I felt like she was much more present in Femme Fatale Tour. For me, it kind of seemed like she didn't want to do Gimme More. Yeah. I just, I, it is kind of a. Well, it was haunted for a while there. Yeah. Anyway, Drop Dead Beautiful. We get that vanity moment, mm-hmm. which um, was fun. That's fun. Mirror moment. But again, um, I just thought the outfit was so unflattering. The it outfit was like, is awful here. She really could have done like a chic 
high pa- like a gold high pant. Yeah. Like circus tour at the end where she did that high pant with the black. And I'm also willing to acknowledge like I I don't like commenting on her body, but like the outfits especially in this era. Yeah, the tour costumes for this one were cuz I mean it, but she would get criticism online for that too. Right. But anyway, he about to lose me for a hot second. You're very lucky to I'm have so seen. glad I got to see this cuz she in comparison could to give me more. I remember I was like, "Oh, she doesn't look like she really wants to be doing this one." Which you know, hap- I think that's also one of the that's things fair. we love is yeah. like you kind of see yeah. where like she switches on and off, especially <clears throat> like in Peace of Me. There's times where like, and which we, I love that, especially yeah. going to a live show because you never know what one she's really going to get into. Yeah. She really got into this one and it was like cool to see because she like, was also in the front of the stage. Oh, yeah. And that's... I remember I thought her mic was on for this one because she started, her mouth moved at the first like eight count. Mm hmm. And there was like, it sounded like something got picked up on the mic and then she stopped and then went back into it. And I was like, queen of live vocals. Yeah. And I've never been a delusional stand. That's like, no, tonight we got live vocals. No, there was was something more to the femme fatale that it's very possible slash did happen. Yeah. I I do believe she sings along with the track sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I wish I was taking videos so I could have. Yeah. Then the next one is boys. Fierce. Snake Char- Charmer remix, mm-hmm. I would say. Good mix. Good mix. Um, wish she executed it better. Like, yeah, it was. She didn't really do much. She didn't in do this much. One, but like the mix, the is mix so is so good. good. That's yeah. Which moves into "Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know," which was kind of shocking, <clears throat> very shocking that we got this moment. Something that isn't every time for once. You know, I just when we're gonna get a ballad or a slower moment, I would like her to try and be live. Which we got up until Onyx Hotel. Yeah. And at this point, seeing an every time live, uh, an every time angel moment in Peace of Me is just so whatever. Yeah. But for this one, I do like that she scrapped every time yes. for the tour. Yes. And it was like cool to see a, a random ballad that was yeah. never acknowledged before, like finally getting. Well, yeah. it had been acknowledged before, but it was a very old ballad at the time. Yeah. It was a good move. Yeah. And I, I liked the swing. I'm all for adding ballads. I just, I wish. It I thought it, to be it was an improvement for me from every, every, time. every time circus tour. Totally. Yeah. Baby into S and M. I listen to this mix a lot, actually. This one's good too. Yeah. And my favorite part of this is when she does sex in the air. I don't care. I love the smell of it. She sniffs her fingers in the choreo. And I'm like, you know, she choreoed that herself. You. The Britney fans know when she does the choreo. Mm-hmm. She loves an interpretive moment. She loves anything that can really tell the tale. Basically sign language. Very literal. She's kind of like something more urban. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it drops out whip crack into S&M. And it's really fun and vibrant. She does her sort of like moto chic jeans denim look. Yeah. It's like, it's a look. <clears throat> yeah i will say and i'm kind of now in retrospect wondering because like this section of the show and then also the give me more section i thought these two outfits were super unflattering yep and i'm wondering if that like affected her confidence while she was on stage well to that point we know that she hates the classics or doesn't hate the classics but like it's boring for her a right. lot of the time so to do a baby followed by as we'll get into a slave is kind of like okay yeah so we get into trouble for me, which is fine, fine. But then 
I'm a slave for you, we get a version of it where, well, she does the original choreo. Yeah. Which in femme fatale era is rough. Just quickly saying she just doesn't seem like she wants to do it. Yeah. It's very obvious. She doesn't want to do it. I've been told uh, from someone close inside, I will say, that she doesn't love Slave. And in my opinion, not because she doesn't love the song, but doing it live. And because I think that it requires a lot of effort exertion. If her favorite performance is Freak Show, where she doesn't have to do anything, it makes sense that she doesn't love Slave because she has to do that damn dance a million times. Um... (laughs) That's an interesting theory. <laughs> there are points made. However, I mean, I think about her choreo, mm-hmm. Me Against the Music and Slave for You are the most memorable. So she, it's kind of like she knows if I'm going to do Slave for You, I have to do that one part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's kind of held to the bar, which is 2001. Yeah. And maybe she's just kind of like, oh. I will say that I, when I was told that she doesn't like Slave, it was around um, when Peace of Me was launching. So... We get into her doing a very rough slave. Thankful for that slave because you know what? That kind of demonstrates the before and after when we do those comparison videos of True. her. There's it's night and day. Yeah, she steps it up in yep. later years. Then for some lucky people like Kyle, burning up mm-hmm. on the guitar. Um, that guitar is later repurposed for peace of me. That's true. We love a recycled moment. I am very jealous that this did not make the rounds. Obviously, as a Madonna stan, (laughs) (laughs) Um, that would have been nice to see. And also, this is one of those moments that um, people use as a comparison piece when they do burning up versus rock and roll night and day. Once again, energy level. So it's fine. The the guitar got its day eventually. (laughs) Then the iconic. I'm looking for some dancers. Give it up for them. This performance is just comedic in history now. I mean, it's kind of like mm-hmm. she doesn't really do anything. It's a way for them to get people on stage, which I'm sure was like exciting. And if I was one of those stands, I would probably would have been freaking out. Definitely. And I'm sure many listening were. Yeah. And I'm sure they had a great time being on stage with her. This is probably her favorite performance. Honestly. Yeah. Definitely. You guys were amazing. She raises the roof and That's everyone it. has a good time. Yeah. So. <laughs> Then we go to, I would say, a semi-serve. Yeah. Womanizer Breakdown, I remember thinking was iconic at the time. Like that back bend into spinning circle. Uh-huh. In later years, I can watch it and say, okay, that, that wasn't a lot. But at the time for that concert, it was like almost the most she does. It's cool that she, it's, I feel like even now mm-hmm. she likes performing that song. Yes. Which is good to see. It is. And then we get a video interlude. She's like catching the bad guy or some shit, catching the guy who did her wrong. She's like sneaking down the stairs to attack him or something. Isn't this the, um, let me look it up. I think this is the light show. It is the light show. Yeah. Yeah. This is the light show, which is really cool. Like it was a nice interlude. She loves the look of lasers. Um, And then we get our encore. We get our encore. Including cultural appropriation toxic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not actually bad. No one is like coming for her. No. Um, we get a kimono knee moment for toxic, which with some like elements of martial arts, I think. Yeah. Yeah. With the dancers. Yeah. Which is fun. She's kind of just waving her sleeves. Yeah. And it was playing into the theme of like traveling around traveling the, world the world. and Yeah. Yeah. 
it's fun and that's a fun spin on toxic good for locals and internationals it's just it's kind of appealing to everyone um and then finally uh till the world ends which gets a really cool entrance it does because she switches into the the final costume which had the led lights in it yeah and so she rises up and you just kind of see like these pulsating lights on her dress and then the lights come up and she does till the world ends and And she more or less gives decent energy yeah because it's over and she's very happy (laughs) well also i mean i don't know if looking back on this maybe was like a outfit thing yeah because I thought this one was really flattering too. Like this yes. was this was a fierce femme fatale. This is a femme fatale tour look outfit. that I can remember. And I remember she looked like she was having fun in the toxic costume too. Yeah, because she had the sleeves. Yeah, she she enjoys this one. Sometimes Nikki comes out and joins her, which is fun. Mm-hmm. I got to see that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Nice. I think which I, I got was one. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. I mean, she's in the venue. Why not? Yeah. True. <laughs> what else is she gonna do? Um, but. It's an appropriate ending, and it's a f- it's a fun um, explosion at the end of yeah. And she's in the the winged. She is, and the wings actually move. Yeah, which they don't in later years. Mm-hmm. But these, like, she gets in the thing, and then they open up as she's like brought yeah. out into the crowd. Yep, with all the fireworks behind her. It's a good finale. It's a good finale, actually. Yeah, they probably could have done something with that at piece of me, but we like the confetti there. But anyway. Yeah, so that concludes the Femme Fatale tour experience. I remember convincing myself that it was better than Circus Tour at the time. I didn't feel the same. But I I remember thinking it wasn't as bad as everyone was saying it was. Uh Like everyone was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But I thought being there, the shows that I went to, Mm -hmm. it looked like she was having fun at least. Yeah, it's not bad by any means. No. The DVD is bad. The DVD is awful. The DVD experience from start to finish was awful. Like every well, from part start, of it, meaning like the cover of the DVD. Yep. Like if you look at the photos on the bottom of the DVD cover art, there is a gap. <laughs> like they didn't even line the fucking photos up. Everyone pause and look at your DVD cover. You it's, might not like, own it. And it's okay if you don't. The photos in the bottom, like what? A, you couldn't even line the photos up properly. But um, <laughs> it's just like it's shot poorly. It's edited poorly. It's not styled well. No. <clears throat> the only one shot that's fierce is like when she's doing down and up. And yes, comes down the say. thing. Yeah. And it's like down and up and down. And they actually like, you know, do a uh, an angled yeah. move that actually looks cool. Yeah. But it's no live from Las Vegas. Absolutely not. No. Um, it is awful that that exists and the Circus Tour DVD doesn't or a piece of me recording doesn't. Yeah. Um, we... So, first of all... <laughs> what a way to end, end the year. This what was. a way. So, they say that it's going to premiere first in Times Square. Yeah. On Epics. On Epics. And at this point... God, you're, I remember this like it was yesterday. You're living, like, basically two blocks away from Times Square. Uh-huh. And at this point, we're friends. Yeah. Like, in real life, yeah. IRL. And we're going to, like, we're going to do this. We're yeah, going to go like, oh see... Yeah, we're going to believe we're going to broadcast tour. <laughs> In Times Square, she's still iconic. (laughs) Which was exciting because, you know, I had never... I grew up watching her in TRL, like, in Times Square. Yeah, I was going to... It was bringing those memories back. So we... I was um, just never allowed to, like, go to those types of things when I was a kid. So this was like... mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's cold out. 
It is cold. And I remember we meet up. Yeah. And it is playing. It was it was playing. It was playing. No sound. No sound. <laughs> no sound. There's nowhere to hear what is going on. No. And I actually think that's the case for a lot oh of God. premieres. There are no speakers. Someone couldn't set up like a little stand. It's insane that they didn't. Like, hey, Britney fans, like, come over here. And like, yeah. they have a speaker playing. And you could sit there and watch it. Would have been nice. But <sighs> instead, she's just, <clears throat> she doesn't have her mic on and neither does Times Square. And it's just silent. It was like so hype and then so flop. It was so flop. And so we kind of stood there watching our queen of pop. Yeah. And then didn't While it, we're like, like getting shoved by like Elmo. Yeah, yeah, fake Elmo taking our money. Yeah, trying to pickpocket us. Did we, did it end? Did we stay? No, I think we went back to your apartment and we just watched it on Epics or something. We did. Yeah, we were like, okay, we can't hear it. Yeah. Gotta go. That is right. That was an unfortunate (sighs) um, thing. And then when the Epics DVD came out, I believe we watched it again again at your place and only survived the first song and then we said no yeah because <laughs> it was that instantly upsetting yeah it's just not it it isn't thank god i don't think locals are aware of the femme fatale tour dvd well you know everyone's gonna go watch it now now they are we've really ruined this but <clears throat> it does not represent our values it does it no <laughs> but you know what the good news is there are significant improvements in the years to come that's the thing is like we can laugh about it now because we knew that we know that she came out of the femme fatale slump right that's why this era is like anything we say about it is fine because it's like she came out of this but at the time we were just justifying we were just like we were this is fine we were you know this is who she is now yeah i think this era also (laughs) kind of woke up the fans who like were so disappointed by circus tour. Yes. And they were like, Oh, it actually was good. There. Like, we took uh, it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I would go back to circus tour any day, any day now. Yeah, for sure. And I think whatever you want to say she was going through, whether it was not feeling it or just, um, medically not quite in the right. Yeah. Diagnosis. I don't know what it was. I mean, maybe it was too much too soon. <clears throat> Could have been too much too soon. I mean, compare. I mean, right now she's in the best shape, right? Ever, yeah. So it's like maybe she just wasn't confident. She was like not feeling it. Yeah, whatever I, it was. Whatever it was. The great thing about this era is that she came out of it. She, I think, was worrying to some people at that time. Yeah, there. I thought there was an improvement mm-hmm. over the course of the year of the yes, as from like January to the end of yes. the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, I thought there was an improvement. Yeah. And maybe getting back on the road helped that. I don't know. Yeah. Getting back into, like, rehearsals and all that stuff was yeah. good for her. Because we know she loves to dance and she... That helps her. ...loves to work out. I mean, we certainly know that. We certainly we know that do. now. I mean, like, seeing her arms now up close, I'm like, oh, my God, punch me in the Fit face, me. queen. <laughs> She's, like, fucking ripped. So it's, like, clearly that's a good thing for her. It's healthy for her. So... Yeah. I don't know. So that that about wraps up 2011, I would say. Yeah. What uh, what's the knee? Do you have a knee for this era? Hmm. I think I do. Hold it against knee. Oh. 
Um, because I think the one thing that I take from this era is the Hold It Against Me video as something I would like say is stan worthy and is iconic and yeah. excellent. It's pretty epic. I would take the the video of everything like that I think stands with among her best stuff. I'm going to say for this year, which maybe is like a reflection of how I felt mm-hmm. a little bit. I'm going to say confused knee. Okay. Because she didn't seem all there. Nope. Or that she wanted to be there, but the music was really good. And I remember seeing in Femme Fatale show thing on MTV she looked excited to be like in the studio. Yeah. And then I saw improvements when she went on tour. So I think I was kind of like. Conflicted knee. Conflicted knee. There seemed to be like things that she liked. Yeah. Things that she clearly didn't like. Mm -hmm. You saw a little bit of the anxious sort of nervous energy come back at various moments. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. I I confused me because I'm confused because I don't even know what to. I don't even know what word to come up with for this. Fair enough. Yeah. I think that kind of covers the personal and professional. Yeah. I mean, maybe she honestly just wanted to make music with Max Martin and then call it a day and like, yeah, which fair serve. Like we don't need, I don't need promo anymore. Right. I'm fine with that. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Hmm. An interesting time. An interesting time. Definitely a divisive time in the fan base. I think some, Oh yeah. Some fans really hate this era for what, she was going through because it felt forced. Yeah. And some fans love it because they focus on the music aspect and the bops on bops. Yeah. So confused knee or conflict knee is kind of where we're at. Especially because in 08 to 09, yeah. Getting back into the swing of things, like really you saw her get healthy and happy and like yeah. really be into it. So when like things got into motion here, it's that like, didn't happen happened? again. Yeah. And it was kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe she doesn't need to be so busy. And maybe, I don't, I don't know, maybe that's something she went through. She thought like jumping back into it will yeah. help me, but like too much. I don't know. Yeah. I think controversially, I find this year much, much more difficult to stomach than 2007. Same. Because there was a rebellion. Mm-hmm. There was like a rebelliousness yeah. to 2007 where like there was an energy there. Yeah. There still seemed to be a spark of like all those memes about her getting through it. It's like, actually, I think this was actually a rougher time for her. I agree. I think 2011 was a rougher moment than 2007. For sure. But we got through that too. It wasn't, and it wasn't um, as instant as 08. It's more like a gradual, you can actually see her like gradually get out of this. It took several years, but like, yeah, it took, it happened. It happened. We get into that with Peace of Me and everything. So, yeah, I guess that wraps up 2011. Wow. The best of times, the worst of times. Thank you all for joining us for this therapy session. Seriously, uh, we'll be invoicing all of you (laughs) to pay for this (laughs) podcast equipment. And uh, Squatty Potty, we're still looking out for that uh, email. Yeah. But until then, I guess we'll see you soon. I, we literally get we, to say it this we year. We get to say it. This is the year that it came from. See you then. Oh, that's later on. See you then is... Um, <laughs> See you then is, is for that the four, Vine Is followers. that 13 or 14? It's like I think one it's of those. 13 or 14. Yeah. Um, See you then is Vine. See you then. See, See you then. soon <laughs> is 2011. It's a different inflection and meaning. Yes. Mm-hmm. See you soon. See you soon.
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.